Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Bounces off tackle, spins at the 35, shakes off another defender to five, spins into the end zone, touchdown Sealers Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation, driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field and Seals Grove Area High School, and welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hondas, Lincolns, and the North Fourth Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the Strip in Humble's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Dave Hess. Tonight, it's the 5 and 3 Seals Grove Seals hosting the 4 and 4 Danville Ironman. In 87 meetings, Danville Ironman lead the series 41, 41 wins for Seals Grove, 43 losses, and three ties. But it's amazing. After 87 games, these teams are that tightly knit in this long-standing rivalry. The 87 matchup are the most of any opponent in Seals Grove history. Starting in 1929, the first year the teams matched up with the Seals taking the 7 to nothing victory. The Seals are trying to make it three wins in a row after defeating Central Mountain last week, 38 to 21. As I bring in Dave Hess into the conversation, offensively, Danville presents big challenge for the Seals. The defense led by dual threat, excuse me, the defense will have to deal with dual threat junior quarterback K.J. Riley. Riley has over 1,500 yards passing, 5.9 yards a carry on 64 carries. Dave, the dual threat quarterback's created quite a challenge for any defense, and it's going to be a challenge for the Seals. Uh, there's no question about that, Pat. Uh, K.J. Riley is, is a very nice athlete, and when you take a kid like him along with the pretty good running backs you already have, and you make him a runner out of the backfield, it makes things very difficult. And the thing that makes it real difficult also is the fact that a lot of times he does those runs off the waggle action, the boot pass action. So run fake, he boots like he's going to throw the ball, but then he keeps it. So it's, it's a very confusing situation for a defense. It's hard to defend. Any team this year that you've seen that helps create the same kind of situation that Seals Grove will deal with tonight in terms of that dual threat type quarterback? The, we saw one, I think, against Shemokin. We had a kid that could run the ball, but he, he wasn't nearly as effective as this. What about you go all the way back to Jersey Shore with the, oh. the Lorson kid? Oh, Lorson, he's very much like Lorson. That's, that's a good point, Pat. Um, he's, he's, he's very rangy like Lorson was, throws well on the run, all that stuff. You're absolutely correct. So that gives him a look and then probably a lot of film watching in terms of how we're going to defend a quarterback, dual threat quarterback, and Riley for the Danville Ironman. Now, the Seals got a 100-yard rusher last week, and senior Dean Hollebach going for 103 yards. Danny Schock rushed for 90 yards on 16 carries over the last two weeks. So adding this production to Nate Schoen's 397 yards and seven touchdowns this season has added a lot for the opponent's defense to deal with from the Seals Grove rushing department. No question. Seals have become multidimensional. And you throw in a cut along with those the, the, the running backs we have and the fact that Danny Shock runs well and is a big physical kid. Um, we also have some nice receivers and, and a nice tight end. So it, uh, it 
we've become more diverse as an offense. And that's something we hope to see continue to grow. And you and I have been talking about it for weeks. We believe it's all the built up to week 12 to take it on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We won't get ahead of ourselves as we have a big matchup here against the Danville Ironman. But everything you're doing now is with the thought on how to go to week 12 with the idea of being able to take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs down the road. The Seals defense will have to play well against the... Uh, again uh, versus the Danville Ironman and again their balance attack has been very good another guy that showed some balance attack was back against Loyal Sock you had Chase Cavanaugh another guy that showed ability to throw some and run some but what Seals Grove did great that night and we talked about let's use the word disrupt they disrupted things that night and really cut down on what Cavanaugh was able to do for Loyal Sock and it led to a 30 to 13 win and that's our game that's the Seals defensive game pre-snap post-snap during the game or during the play disrupt everything you can and uh i think that danville's line is a miss is is a little bit underhanded when it, i shouldn't say underhanded but they're a little bit weak-handed when it comes to our defense because our defensive front is strong and i think that we're we're quicker when we're more athletic than their offensive front. I, I think that's going to be huge for us. The defense has grown throughout the year. and We've seen different guys, and we've talked about it, how Brandon Heil has come into the mix. And also Metzger's been playing very well as a senior. So a lot of guys have been able to bounce around. We talked about Metzger's moved into the inside linebacker position because of the way that uh, Kissinger's been playing and also the Brandon Heil, the sophomore. And that's what Seals Grove's program's built around, seeing young guys make their way through and get under the Friday night lights at a very young age and boy that sets the president for what this defense can do not only tonight but as the weeks progress no, no question about it and and another change that was made defensively earlier earlier in the year was getting brett four on the field and brett is another nice athlete who's doing it i think he's doing a tremendous job and the, the good thing about tonight is i just talked to coach hicks about this we don't have those seven foot receivers we got to defend with our five eight with our five eight cornerbacks uh, but on the other hand coach hicks is concerned that yeah, these guys might not be seven feet tall, uh, but they're great athletes that are on the outside tonight. So we might have our hands more full than if we had a seven-foot receiver. We saw that last year when Seals Grove fell to the Danville Ironman 31-7, and they had the shorter stature guys, but what good athletes. And that's what Danville will present here tonight against the Seals Grove Seals. Well, we got a lot more to talk about and with the Seals Grove Seals and tonight's opponent during Seals game day. We'll get previews of other games going on around the uh, Valley with uh, Sun Bear Broadcasting family. That's Kevin Hurd covering the Shikolimi Braves and also the Lewisburg Green Dragon being covered on 100.9 the valley and wvly.com we're also going to hear from uh, as you mentioned coach Derek kicks as you were able to get down to have a conversation with him we'll also have the blaze alexander ford tough game of the week to present to you as well so stick around this is seals game day driven by summer Air motor company on eagle 107 and eagle107.com CD, PAT, QB, all are important when playing football. And here's an important ingredient for playing the game of life. CPA, as in Bill Booker CPA. Bill's a great team member for all your accounting needs, income taxes, payroll, and bookkeeping. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business like your team on the field, Bill gets things done. He does the absolute best for all his clients. Get him on your winning team. Call him, William D. Booker, 374-7343, or visit him on Market Street in Sequence Grove, right next to the American Legion. 
Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go SEALs! Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered, personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home. The new experience from TiVo is here. Call SECV today or visit secv.com slash TiVo to learn more. Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove Seals football and all athletes because like sports teams, Weaver's Tire's customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football no matter where you live and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. Weaver's Tire Service, Route 11 Northumberland, Weaver'sTires.com and on Facebook. We are Eagle 107. The Seals Grove Seals defense will be dealing with junior quarterback K.J. Riley. He's a 6'1", 170-pound quarterback. Over 1,500 yards passing, over 370 yards rushing with four touchdowns. He's also thrown for 16 touchdowns. We'll talk more about Seals Grove matchup tonight against the Danville Ironmen. Now, the Shikolemi Braves got their second win of the season last week, while Shimokin won their third by beating the Stanville team 28-21. to Let's hear from the voice of the Shikolemi Braves, Kevin Hur covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Welcome to Shikolemi Stadium here in Sunbury as the Braves get ready to take on Shimokin in a Week 9 matchup that has been on the schedule, it seems, forever in Week number 9, as a matter of fact. Braves coming in at 2-6 and six on the season, the Shimokin Indians at 3-5. and five. But Shimokin has been an interesting 3-5. and five. Coming into the year, it was thought that Shimokin might be one of those dark horses in District 4, let alone in the conference, but they have struggled with a couple of tough losses it's an unusual year for Shimokin. Normally, they would be outrushing their passing, but it's almost 2-1 to one in yards passing compared to yards rushing. 11.29 in the air, 6.63 on the ground for this Shimokin team. Most of those uh, yards coming from Joe Mosser, the senior wide receiver, leading the way with 515 yards in the air and 18 receptions. Five, 18 yards, I should say, a reception, and five touchdowns on the season. On the other side, Matt Chicatano has seen 27 balls come his way for 356 yards, a 13 yards a catch average, and three touchdowns, giving senior quarterback Nate Grimes 10 touchdowns on the season. The problem, though, Shimokin has turned the ball over quite a bit. 14 interceptions on the year. They've lost seven fumbles, sitting at a minus four and being outscored 30 to 16. Shikalimi, though, after a good week last week, sitting in kind of the same situation. They're looking at a team that has 
Pitts, a minus four turnover ratio on the year, but they've rushed for almost 1,200 yards and thrown for just under 1,000 yards with some big games the last couple of weeks out. The big difference, though, between these two teams is the point differential. Shikalemi is being outscored 27 to 19, as we said earlier, Shimokin at 30 to 16 being outscored. Should be an interesting matchup tonight between Shimokin and Shikalemi. Locking in a playoff spot is what the Braves have in mind, and Shimokin would like to find their way into the district playoffs as well. Game time is set for 7 o'clock. Airtime on News Radio 1070 WKOK, WKOK.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app is coming up at 7. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try the new chicken and waffles basket with fries and syrup. The two-for-four-dollar super snack is back, and the harvest berry pie is the Blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Track Henny Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Track Henny Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Track Henny Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. It's four-wheel drive season at Aubrey Alexander Toyota. We have over 150 four-wheel drives on location, and they're priced to sell. 35 Tacomas with rebates up to 1750. 20 Tundras rebates up to three grand. 33 Highlanders in stock, and rebates are up to three thousand dollars. That's crazy. Want pre-owned? We've got those too, including an impressive selection of certified pre-owned Toyotas, and as always, service after the sale that's second to none. We are Aubrey Alexander Toyota on the Strip in Sealands Grove. Remember, tell them Johnny sent. You know fall is the perfect time to take a day trip to visit the many local and New York wineries, breweries, sporting events, and much more. And the professional chauffeurs at Central PA Limousine and Car Service will help make it a day to remember. Choose from their fleet of luxury sedans, custom-built limousines, or shuttle vehicles that can seat up to 27 passengers. Like Sealands Grove Football, experience excellence in motion with Central PA Limousine and Car Service. For details, call Central PA Limousine and Car Service at 570-556-4777 or visit cpalimoride.com. Eagle 107. The Seals grow Seals on a three-game win streak, beating Loyal Sox, Shemokin, and last week they were able to beat Central Mountain 38-21 behind the running of senior running back Dean Hollenbach. 14 carries, 103 yards. See if he is the main guy here tonight in this rushing attack for the Seals grow Seals. We'll talk more about the Seals and the Danville Ironman as we move through Seals game day. But right now, Lewisburg Green Dragons look to bounce back following their Week 8 loss to Jersey Shore. Lewisburg is averaging over 30 points per game. It's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. This week, it is Senior Recognition Night and Alumni Weekend for the Green Dragon football team. Lewisburg takes on the Central Columbia Blue Jays in a battle of five and three teams. This is an important game for both teams in the District 4 Class 3A race as Central Columbia comes in ranked third and the Green Dragons are ranked fourth. 
Bullsburg comes into the game off a 47-21 loss to Jersey Shore, where Jersey Shore was able to generate 500 yards of offense and score six touchdowns. Central Columbia also comes into the game coming off a 14-10 loss to Warrior Run. Both teams will be looking to turn things around before their big rivalry games next weekend. Last week, Lewisburg quarterback Nick Chileski threw his first interception of the year and was sacked eight times during the game. The Green Dragons had difficulty establishing a running game, got behind Jersey Shore early, and were just not able to catch up. Central Columbia was in a defensive battle with Warrior Run. The Blue Jays had a crucial turnover late in the game. Warrior Run took it in for a score, and they were able to hold on for the win. Central Columbia is led by left-handed quarterback Garrett McNellis and senior wide receiver Xander Bradley on offense. Defensively, Central Columbia plays an odd man front and plays zone defense with their defensive backs and linebackers. This will be a game where each team will be looking to establish the run to set up their play-action passing. Whichever team is successful in doing that will win this game. Game time is 7 o'clock with a pregame show at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107. Greg, thanks very much. Have a great call tonight on The Valley. Look forward to hearing you and Justin later on Sunbury Motors game night. Sean Carey with you in studio as we continue game day leading up to our kick at 7 senior night at Bowling with Seawinds Grove and Danville. Another beautiful night across the central Susquehanna Valley. According to AccuWeather, temps will be at 50 when kickoffs get going tonight at 7 and low down to near 40 by the end of the game as you're heading back to the car. And guaranteed, uh, most locations, especially along the countryside, will have a frost at daybreak tomorrow. Checking our Week 9 scoreboard. We'll have it constantly updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Games that we will continue to follow. Loyal Sock at Warrior Run. Warrior Run coming off a big win last week at Central Columbia. Looking to keep that rolling tonight in Turbotville. Greater Latrobe at Midwest. Kalineski Valley at Montgomery. Line Mountain at Tri-Valley. Millersburg at Juniata. Mifflinburg at Central Mountain. Senior night tonight in Mill Hall for the Wildcats. Guaranteed Wildcats will win tonight. Mifflinburg Wildcats. Central Central Mountain Wildcats. Bloomsburg in the Silver Bowl to take on Mount Carmel. Also tonight, you've got Montoursville, Central Columbia going on this evening. South Williamsport at Milton. And coming up tomorrow afternoon, it is Columbia Montorvo Tech against Holy Cross. Again, we'll have those scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. After the break, we'll return to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess will continue Seals game day. And in less than 15 minutes, we'll hear from Head coach Derek Hicks. Seals game day on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Honey, now what are you doing? I'm listening for the best pumpkin sounds. That works with watermelons, not pumpkins. Why are you knocking on all of them? I want to pick out the ones that are going to fly the farthest and smash the best. Oh, right. You and the pumpkin chunkin'. Well, at least leave some for other people. You're embarrassing me. Ooh, the corn cannon. I'm so torn between the pumpkin chunkin', the corn cannon. I just can't decide. Oh, brother. I'm heading to the Coles Hayride. Bye. Get your tickets for the events at Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm. Visit colesstonyhill.mazeplay.com or colesstonyhill.com for maize and Christmas shop hours. Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, located on Mexico Road, Milton, or at colesstonyhill.com. Watto Chiropractic. 
We provide care for your injuries and back pain that doesn't use drugs and avoids the risks of surgery. Hi, this is Dr. Watto. If you're suffering, call us. The sooner you begin care, the sooner you can get relief. We'll help you recover naturally. Call Watto Chiropractic at 570-539-2600 or visit us on the web at wattochiropractic.com. Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford, Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. This is Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and welcome to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. It's Senior Recognition Night. We'll be in festivities underway here shortly, and we will go down the list of seniors on the Seals Grove roster and give them the recognition they deserve uh, throughout their program here at Sealands Grove. But we'll do that as we move through Seals game day. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to touch in, touch base with Derek Hicks as Dave was able to make his way down and get a up-to-the-minute conversation in with the head man, Coach Derek Hicks. He's trying to lead his team to fourth win in a row against a very good opponent in the Danville Ironman. Now they've run into a buzzsaw the last three weeks. They've lost the last three games but they wouldn't like more than ever to come here and get a win against the Seals Grove Seals at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Before we move, looking at the Danville Ironman, we recap last week's win over Central Mountain. The Seals offense put up 383 yards against Central Mountain, 197 yards rushing, 186 yards passing. The Seals still struggling from third down, just three for 12. Now they are three for five on fourth down convergence. And another positive, Seals Grove's only turned the ball over seven times all year. Danny, just four interceptions, and the team has fumbled just three times. And this is where I turn it to you, Dave, as the weather changes. And obviously, we've had beautiful weather throughout 2019 season with the rain holding off. But the weather's starting to turn, and it starts to get chilly. That ball starts to get a little more slip, slippery. you got to secure the ball. How do you go about securing that and making sure, or how big of an impact is the weather changing on securing the football? Shouldn't be any impact at all. Uh, you practice that stuff every day. There's no better place to get a better a, a bad ball drill than on our practice field because it's usually all dust and mud and and, and dirt. So, um, no, that that should not be a concern. Uh, you preach every day to those guys to hang on to that ball high and tight, cover the ends. I don't see it as a problem. And we hope that it absolutely is not. They have been able to cause fumbles, so we're open for opportunities from the defensive side. But, again, only three fumbles all year for the Seals Grove Seals. Now, historically, uh, a note here, Dean Hollenbach, 14 rushes, 103 yards, and Josh Nyland's three receptions for 116 yards were the first duo to rush and receive over 100 yards in a game since the 2017 state playoff win against Belfont. So that's a big note there for this team as they continue to build throughout the season and looking for a playoff run. In that game back in against Belfont, Joe Kahn ran for 104 yards. Ricky Cope had seven catches in that game for 211 yards and three touchdowns. Of course, Eagle 107 there was there for all the action. Now the running game again, 197 yards rushing were the most rushing yards in a game since the season opener against Lewisburg. 
we talked about that. We remember back that game one, that opener against Lewisburg, and Nate Schoen went for about 25 carries, 157 yards, and we're thinking that's perfect. That's exactly what we want as we move throughout the season. But then, you know, when you think about it, the following week they struggled against Jersey Shore, so the running game short. Then you went against the juggernaut Southern Columbia Tigers with the, the running game. And then you went uh, against a very difficult defense down the road was Berwick. So I wonder, you know, you come off of Lewisburg, and that's about the level of play, and they were playing real well. Then you went up against those very difficult defenses. Did you get away from that because you thought it wasn't working? But this last two weeks, it's been nice. We've gotten back into it, and we're hoping Dean gets about 25 carries here tonight. Uh, we, we certainly do. And, <clears throat> you know, about that situation, I think that fundamentally you want to see your football team at the beginning of the year do things well that are matched to your abilities and i think that the coaches thought early on that we could run the ball i think we could too we did run the ball well we did get a little bent out of shape a little turned against the run after we had some a, a little bit of a last, lack of success a couple of weeks in a row but I, I think that they haven't forgotten that, that they you know, they really have to be able to run the ball successfully to have a good football team here, and, and it's come back around. And I know that the the dual threat we talked about with K.J. Riley with, with the Danville Ironman, but we've seen it the last two weeks with almost 100 yards from your quarterback, and I see the, the expression on your face when we talk about what that puts pressure, what kind of pressure that puts on your defense when your quarterback can tuck it away and run as Danny has the last two weeks. It's it's nauseating, uh, Pat. I, I, I should say <laughs> the best way when, to describe when it. When you're the defensive coordinator and you realize you have a, a, a quarterback who is slippery, who's fast, who's athletic, who can get away, now you've got to commit a big part of your defense to defending that kid and it, it, it takes the pressure off other parts of their offense. And tonight, with with Danville's quarterback, he's the type of kid that they're going to have to defend the run and the pass and him all at the same time. So, and it's going to be yeah, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on that defense. Now, the defense a week ago continued to be very good against the run, holding Central Mountain rushing attack to just 27 yards on 15 carries. Now, Central Mountain quarterback Zane Probst torched the defense for 304 yards passing and three touchdowns. Those uh, those included giving up big plays of 72 yards and 62 yards. So the defense did see a weakness last week that they're going to have to sure up against a quarterback like Riley for Danville. It was the first time the Seals defense gave up 300 yards passing the game since 2015 when Greater Johnstown quarterback threw for 321 yards and a state playoff win for the Seals. Now the Seals defense was not able to generate many negative plays a week ago, recording just two sacks and two tackles for loss. But that goes right to what we talk about. We need to get in there. We need to disrupt things. We got to get the quarterback moving where he doesn't want to move. And we got to have people's in his face. And there's no better way to defend the, the dual quarterback, the dual threat quarterback, than to disrupt. And that's that's my motto. That's the word I use. And, and I know it's something that is close to your heart, too. Disrupt things. And that's got to be what they got to do tonight. And that's been the motto of our of the SEALs defense since 2004 is, is move the front pre-snap during the, during the play. Move that, move that front, um, create confusion, attack into the backfield with those down men, attack into the backfield with a choice linebacker based on what you're seeing, and, yeah, disrupt. And, and with the quarterback, uh, Pat, you've got to get pads on that kid, play one. You've, you've got to hit him, um, and, and you've got to take his mind off of what he, he's looking downfield or tucking and running, and, and 
you got to let him know that he's good. there's going to be pads waiting for him everywhere he goes. So I think you set the tone that way early on. And I'm sure that's going to be a big part of when we check in with Dave about what's going to seal the deal for a victory tonight for the Seals Grossier later in Seals game day. And that's going to be about the disruption of what K.J. Riley wants to do as the Danville quarterback. Well, we're going to step aside, but before we do that, let you know that the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week is the 7-1 Ball Eagle uh, area team taking on Jersey Shore as Jersey Shore looks to get the number one seed in District 4 Quad A playoffs and be able to host the playoff games. That's a big deal for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as it is for the Seals Grove Seals. So that's a game we're going to keep an eye on, and we call it the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. We'll take a break, come back, we're going to hear from... Head coach Derek Hicks as Dave was able to make his way down on the field and get up to the minute conversation with the head man. We're going to step aside, come back and do that here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com as this is Seals Game Day driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107 indigo107.com Injury, pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shemokin Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health when you're ready to work again, play again, live again, call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center here at Murray Motors Chevrolet, we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. From sales, service, parts, and our body shop, Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best certified pre-owned inventory. Our new inventory is expanding to an all-time high. We offer the only lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove, or online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Mark and Troy here from Zimmerman Motors. It's Ram Power Days, and we're celebrating with huge discounts to get you in the new Ram you deserve. We have a fantastic selection of Rams, all discounted for the special event. And if you own another brand, we can save you up to $10,000 on a new Bighorn model. Ram Power Day discounts all month long. 2019 Ram Quad Cab 4x4 starting at $32,500. 0% financing. It's time to buy that new truck. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury. Eagle107.com Game day driven by Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury Sunbury Motors Kia on the strip routes 11 and 15 in Hummelsworth Sean Carey in studio less than half an hour away from the kick at Bowling between the Seals and the Danville Ironman. Let's hit the rewind button to last year, the 2018 matchup in Danville when Seals Grove lost 31-7. But even though Danville came out, came into the game 
As the heavy favorite, the Ironmen struggled out of the gate against a very stingy Seals Grove defense. They were scoreless after the first quarter. Then Danville exploded for 17 second-quarter points on touchdown runs from Peyton Persing and Peyton Riley, as well as a 32-yard field goal by Riley. Danville added to their lead with Persing's second and third touchdowns of the night. The Seals defense struggled containing the Ironmen attack as they racked up 479 yards on the night. 276 in the air, 203 on the ground. Seals Grove rushed for a respectable 131 yards on 25 carries, over 5 yards a tote. The Seals' Dean Hollenbach rushed for 84 yards on 3 carries, which included a 78-yard run. We'll see how Dean and the guys do tonight at Senior Night at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. In just a moment, we will have Dave Hess as he gets in his weekly conversation with the head coach of the Seals Grove Seals, Derek Hicks, as we continue Seals Game Day on Eagle 107. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man in Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. Keep your fall adventures safe and fuel efficient with a new vehicle from WNL Subaru. Plus, help WNL clear the shelters in our community by adopting a pet during the Subaru Loves Pet Event on October 19th from 10 till 4. The Danville ASPCA will be offering low-cost pet adoptions and there will be free pet vaccinations while supplies last. Take a test drive during our pet adoption event and we'll donate $10 to Mostly Mutt's Dog Shelter. It's a great time to check out the newly redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy. Details at WNL Subaru on Route 11 in Northumberland or online at WNLSubaru.com. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glicks installed the Heat & Glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Colhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glicks Heat & Glow products. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien and Coach Hicks. All right, we're here with Coach Derek Hicks prior to the Danville game. Going to ask you just a few more questions, Derek, and uh, we'll get you moving here. Uh, first question. Um, Coach, uh, Danville pretty much runs our defense. There's a lot of pre-snap movement. Um, there are a lot of stunt packages they use that honestly look pretty darn familiar to me. Um, so what what's it going to be like playing against your own type of defensive front? Uh, you know, I, you would think it should be easy because we see it all preseason and uh, all spring practice against ourselves. So uh, you, you would think it'd be easy, but anytime you got guys jumping around, it can create uh, some confusion. Uh, so something we worked against this week is getting those linemen communicating, uh, calling out blitz and backers, and uh, you know, hopefully we handle it. That's what it's all about, Coach. I got you. Hey, um, if... If 
Is there anything about their defense that really does have you concerned, Coach? I don't think they're going to hear this before the game, so you can speak honestly. No, honestly, um, you know, they're, uh, I've said to the paper, they're undersized, uh, which hopefully is an advantage for us. Uh, out On the outside, they're super athletic. The Persing kids, both of them are great athletes. Um, and they, they fly the football. I, honestly, we'd have to probably go back to Berwick to find a team that gets to the ball as quick as they do. Uh, like I said, difference is they're getting there with some freshmen and sophomores who just uh, haven't hit that, that big growth spurt yet. Well, you know, I, I did notice that they have a lot of freshmen up on their team this year, and they only have, I think, about 38 kids. So pretty young team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, even KJ, the experienced guy, their quarterback's a junior, so he'll be back next year, um, you know, up front. A couple freshmen, uh, according to the paper anyway, going to be starting. And, uh, you know, they're few and far between with seniors. So it's a young team that uh, they've been on a little bit of a skid, and hopefully we can continue that for them tonight. Their nose guard isn't a big kid, is he? No, nose guard, I, I want to say, is listed at like 160, 5'8", or something like that. So, uh, you know, you take that with the, their middle backers, a freshman that's, uh, I think, 5'8", 155. Uh, the, the Lou left-hand inside backer, also just a little guy. And, uh, you know, they, their, their senior that's in there at the backers is even there, only like 175. Uh, so definitely a small but very athletic bunch. Yeah, and, and their senior is is of the famous football players from Danville. Yeah. Sidler. Yeah, yeah, Colton Sidler. And, yeah. uh, you know, we uh, I certainly remember him. He did a nice job against us last year. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, good, like I said, good athlete, but, uh, you know, kind of keeping with their theme. Not a big guy, but super quick. All right. Well, now now we're on to uh, we're on to their offense, Coach Wing T. Very familiar, Wing T. Um, but they do break it out and go a shotgun with four wides. What do you think you'll see tonight? Uh, I think we'll see both. Um, you know, they, they they stick with that Wing T, and uh, as many Wing T teams do, they're tried and true. Um, you know, and uh, if you don't get onto it, it it's it, it can give your linebackers fits. Uh, so fortunately for us, you know, between. Uh, Southern Columbia, uh, shades of Shikalimi here and there. They still go back to some wing tee. Uh, it, it's something that we're familiar with, and when they go spread, uh, it's something we've seen the last couple weeks as well. Okay, and Coach, um, yeah, there's no question about it. You've seen all that stuff. Uh, coach, offensively for them, um, we, we're so used to seeing seven-foot wide receivers line up against our five-foot-eight Cornerbacks. Yeah. Any any concern tonight? I'll be honest. I'd rather see a, a six-two slow guy um, than, than the the, the five-seven Persing boys. Um, yeah. You know, I think Chip Mall. When we watched the film, he put it best. Said, "My gosh, they're outside. They just got a bunch of nylons running around. And you know, one nylon is is bad enough, and they got a couple of them uh, that, that, that are that type of an athlete. So, um, you know, it, it'll certainly present a challenge. You're not going to see the jump balls as much. Uh, that, that's not a concern this week. But the athleticism is definitely concern. That's scary, Coach. That's scary. Uh, now, our, our, um, I do want to ask you this. Now, we, we've run a very, very varied defensive package this year. Okay? Yeah, obviously, you know that. You, you, and their coach even said that uh, <laughs> we're, on, we're on the radio, Mr. Official. Anything you want to say to the public? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where was I? Very, oh. deep, very defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You run a whole lot of different stuff defensively. Yeah. Now, what about the flame, coach? You know, it's funny. Last week uh, in 
second quarter that with what they were doing to us, um, I pulled Teague over aside and said, do you remember the flame? <laughs> and Teague kind of looked at me, and I had him check his armband, and he goes, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, Teague's looking to hit. So he was loving it. We reviewed it with the corners to make sure they were on board. And, uh, you know, the opportunity where we felt that it was the right time to call it never presented itself. Uh, but it was it, funny you bring that up because that hasn't been in the conversation. And last week, it came up again. Isn't that amazing? You know, he's just now for, for all of you that don't know, our, our flame is a, a, it's a safety blitz. And it would have Teague Hoover blitzing a gap. Guard center gap, correct, Coach? Yeah, yeah, right up the middle, uh, him and Almut on, uh, on on either side. So it, it's a scary thing. Has there ever been uh, a free safety for Seals Grove that's been more suited to the, the safety blitz? Uh, no. I mean, T, you go back to, uh, you know, Lager years ago was a big hitter, but uh, T. Hoover certainly built for it. And yeah, mentally and physically, right? Absolutely. Now, Coach, uh, I hope everybody can hear over the music. We're listening to our 80s, 80s hair bands. Um, Coach, what does a win do tonight for our playoff picture? Uh, you know, it should. It, we're, we're right there, nip and tuck with Jersey Shore for the one seed. Uh, and, and really, if we can keep winning and they keep winning, it's going to come down to uh, opponents' wins and some bonus points situations. Obviously, if we trip, then we would need them to trip. And uh, you don't want to put yourself in that position. So we've got to win out and pray that we don't have to go to Jersey Shore week two of the playoff. Yeah, I mean, even a, a, a win out gives us a pretty legit shot, but it's not a guarantee based on, you know, it's one of those, what do our uncommon opponents do? Berwick, uh, they have Belfont, Bald Eagle area. Uh, we have Loyal Sock, Danville. You know, so we got to root for all those teams that we play to uh, win and their opponents to lose. And ask the big guy up above for some help, correct? Absolutely. All right, Coach. I think uh, I think that's about it. Uh, good luck tonight. God bless. Anything you need, let me know. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. See you later. It's four-wheel drive season at Aubrey Alexander Toyota. We have over 150 four-wheel drives on location and they're priced to sell. 35 Tacomas with rebates up to $17.50. 20 Tundras, rebates up to three grand. 33 Highlanders in stock and rebates are up to $3,000. That's crazy. Want pre-owned? We've got those two, including an impressive selection of certified pre-owned Toyotas. And as always, service after the sale that's second to none. We are Aubrey Alexander Toyota on the Strip in Sealand's Grove. Remember, tell them Johnny sent you. Now is the time to come in and talk to me. Hi, I'm Courtney from Aaron's. There's great specials, no credit check, free setup and delivery. And guess what? Flexible payments and easy pay. And I, Courtney, invite you to visit our new location at 1102 North High Street, Sealands Grove. Or don't forget to visit at Aaron's.com. Hope to see ya. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1950. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 50. Hummel's Wharf. Eagle107.com. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle107, Eagle107.com. Tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with Sunbury Motors Game Night. It's Sunbury Motors Game Night 
after the game here on Eagle on a 7 and the Sun Bear Broadcasting Corporation app. So how have these teams gotten here? Well, look at the Danville Ironmen. They're at 4-4 four and four under Coach Brian Rout. They beat Chicolimity to start the season 13-9, and then they fell to Loyal Sock at home 28-24. They're able to beat Warrior Run 35-20 and Mifflinburg easy 35-19. And they put a three-game win streak together by beating Milton 49-12. to But they've lost three in a row. And it started with at Central Columbia. They lost 41-7. to They lost to a very good Montoursville team, 46-14. to And last week at home, they lost to Shemokin 28-21. to After tonight, the Danville Ironmen will finish out the regular season with a game against the Southern Columbia Tigers. Again, Danville comes in at 4-4, four and four, averaging 24 points per game. Put up 342 yards per game, 151 on the ground, 190-plus through the air. They have 10 rushing touchdowns, 16 through the air. They have fumbled a ball six times and thrown five interceptions Have the Danville Ironman. Taking a look at the Sealands Grove Seals, they started out the season with a win over Lewisburg, 28-8. Then they lost back-to-back to Jersey Shore and Southern Columbia before bouncing back and beating Schick, 37-6. They had to travel to Berwick and played a very good Berwick team that was undefeated at the time. They did lose 23-7, but what a turning corner. They turned a corner defensively to the Seals Grove Seals in that loss against the Berwick Bulldogs because then they bounced back and beat a good Loyal Sox team 30-13. They beat Chimokin 27-0 to get their only shutout of the season. And again, last week they beat the Central Mountain Wildcats 38-21. After tonight, they take on Montoursville at Montoursville. Sealand's opponents' records on the season, 47 wins to 33 losses. Sealand's Grove averaging 25.5 points per game, just under 200 yards per game, 95 on the ground, 104 through the air. But that's continued to go up, Dave. As we've talked about, the Sealand's Grove offense has put a running game together, some dual threat for Danny, and those numbers continue to grow which is another reason why we're hoping that they find some more success on the ground to help the sophomore quarterback move through his development. Yeah, we've got to be fundamentally sound. We've got to develop our run game. I completely agree, Pat. Uh, I, I like I like what they've dialed up the, the last couple of weeks. Uh, we, we've run the ball more effectively. I like the fact that Dean Hollenbach has become a major staple in our offense. I think he's an effective running back. And I think that the, it makes Nate, Nate Schoen shine later in the game because Nate is a little better rested. And, and like Coach Hicks said in the, in the newspaper today, there's nothing better than putting a 230-pound tailback in in the fourth quarter to stretch. He's able to wear him down. And we're hoping that the run game allows Danny to be able to feel more comfortable and not get some of the heavy pressure because without a run game, you know better than anybody. Those defenders just pin their ears back, and they come after him and having Danny scramble around a little bit. So we're hoping that they ease into it. A running game to open up the passing game, and I know that's old school. You know, you, you used to hear that back in the day. Let's start the running game and let it help. That doesn't work across the board in, in different levels now, but I would love to see Seals Grove get back to what you're used to seeing, and that's establishing the run game and to do it behind a developing offensive line led by their senior center, Trey Beatty. You know, in that first week out, they looked very good against Lewisburg, and we're hoping that's what they're trending back towards as they move out throughout the rest of the season. Now look at defensively for these two teams. The Danville Ironmen were giving up 332 yards 
total offense on the season, 197 on the ground. Again, that bodes well for what Seals Grove will try to do here tonight. They have given up a lot of yards through the air as well, 135 yards per game have the Danville Army. They give it up 13 rushing touchdowns, 12 passing touchdowns. Opponents have scored 25 points per game against the Danville Army. They've been able to recover four fumbles, but they've got 13 interceptions as well. Danny on the season, just four interceptions, so he's done a nice job bringing that number down. But this Danville Ironman defense, very stingy, 13 interceptions on the season, and that usually tells you they're very athletic and very good on the backside. you got to watch that. That's a point. I was exact, exact the point I was going to make. Uh, those 13 interceptions speak to the, the outstanding um, athleticism that Danville has in their skilled people. I think, I think that we have the edge when it comes to the line, and I, but I think, uh, I think their strength is their skilled people. And that can uh, also has helped Seals Grove in terms of because we knew coming into the season, T. Hoover sophomore. You had Dean Hollenbach starting in a corner to start. You had Nyland on the other side. Now Brett Ford's coming to play that other. But it helps the backside when you're able to get pressure up front, whether it's your linebackers picking and choosing their blitzing lanes or the, the defensive line getting into the backfield. So, you know, it's a point well uh, it's a good point to follow throughout this ballgame and see what team is able to do it better between the Danville Ironman and the Seals Grove Seals. Looking at the Seals Grove Seals defensively under fifth-year head coach Derek Hicks, 295 yards total offense against this defense, 138 on the ground, 157 through the air. They've given up 25 points per game. They've given up 15 rushing touchdowns, nine through the air. Seals Grove has recovered nine fumbles, six interceptions. They've taken a fumble recovery for a touchdown, interception for a touchdown, so the defense continues to grow. We're going to step aside. We're getting ready to national anthem and the alma mater. All here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, getting ready for the Seals Grove Seals hosting the Danville Ironman. Ready to get this one underway shortly at top of the hour it'll be the four and four danville ironman taking on the five and three sealers grove seals taking a look at the starters first for the danville ironman quarterback kj riley 6'1 171 pounds he's a junior he's thrown for 1500 yard passing 16 touchdowns five picks he's also able to run the ball 379 yards on four touchdowns for the danville ironman quarterback in the backfield, Jagger Dressler, 6'4", 185-pound junior, 69 carries, 373 yards and three touchdowns. And also Jaden Divin, 
140 pounds. He's a junior. Nine carries, just 34 yards. Yeah, we're going to silence myself here and listen to the alma mater here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Very well done. Now, when they go through the air, Danville Army, they had two guys over 30 receptions on the season. Carson Persing, 5'8", 145 pounds, just a freshman, 34 carries, 638 yards and six touchdowns. And also Ian Persing, 6'167 pound junior, he has 30 catches for 457 yards and five touchdowns. Also the tight end, Colton Sidler, 6'164 pound senior, he only has three catches for 31 yards, so it looks like he's mostly a blocky tight end. But we talked about it, Dave. These two guys, the Persing, one a freshman, one a junior, already on a high school level and week eight, excuse me, week nine, both of 30 catches. They are a potent bunch that's going to put a lot of pressure on our defensive backs. Anytime you have receiver, two receivers over 30, over, with over 30 catches, that, that's impressive. Uh, and, and then to boot, then you have a kid like Colton Sidler sitting there at tight end who is a huge target, and they use him a lot on play action. So. There, that's a tough. That's a tough trio to defend in the run, or excuse me, in the pass game. And then their offensive lacrosse the way center is Joey Rinaldi, 5'8", 256 pounds. He's a senior. The guards are Gabe Benjamin, 5'10", 155 pounds. He's a sophomore. Bradley Hill, number 52, 5'11", 180 pounds. He's a junior. The tackles are Gab Hurdley and also uh, Tyler Simmons, number 53. He's 6'2", 227 pounds. He is a junior. Looking at the offense for the Seals, Grove Seals, Danny Schock. Number 18, 6'3", 205 pounds. He's a sophomore. 59 completions on 124 attempts for 801 yards. 10 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. He also has 3 rushing touchdowns. In the backfield to go along with Danny is Dean Hollenbach. He has 260 yards on the season on 60 carries. Nate Schoen just under 400 yards with 7 touchdowns. Also, you'll see the fullback Ryan Almond, 20 carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Rob, uh, Ryan Almond, Jr., along with Nate Schoen, the junior. Dean Hollenbach is the senior. The receiving core, Josh Nyland, leading receiver with 19 catches, 358 yards, and 4 touchdowns. Also, Christian Kantz with 11 catches for 134 yards. He's a senior. And then Brett Four, 5740-pound junior, has nine catches for 97 yards. But the tight end, Wyatt Mesker, senior, 11 catches, 204 yards, and leads the team in touchdown receptions with six touchdowns. Across the offensive line, senior Trey, senior Trey Beatty, the guard Steve Miller and Micaiah Showers, and the tackles Vance Metzger and Nick Schaefer for the Seals Grove Seals. We're going to take our last break before we get this one underway. Both teams get ready to take the field. Get ready for a big matchup between the Danville Army and the Sealands Grove Seals. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle Auto 7 and EagleAuto7.com. TD, PAT, QB, all are important when playing football. And here's an important ingredient for playing the game of life. CPA, as in Bill Booker CPA. Bill's a great team member for all your accounting needs, income taxes, payroll, and bookkeeping. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business like your team on the field, Bill gets things done. He does the absolute best for all his clients. Get him on your winning team. Call him, William D. Booker, 374-7343. Or visit him on Market Street in Sequels Grove, right next to the American 
American Legion. Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go SEALs! Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered, personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home. The new experience from TiVo is here. Call SECV today or visit secv.com slash TiVo to learn more. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. It's almost time for kickoff. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome back to Seals Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. We're going to check in with Dave here shortly about what's going to seal the deal for victory for the Seals Grove Seals. But before we do that, it's senior recognition night. So we look at the seniors that are on the football roster for the Seals Grove Seals. First one, wide receiver Christian Kant, 16 receptions, 301 yards, and a touchdown reception for number four, Christian Kantz. Wide receiver and quarterback Josh Nyland on his career, 84 receptions, 1,342 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's also carried the ball 19 times for 121 yards, 90 tackles in his career, six interceptions, two interception returns for a touchdown. On 27 kickoff returns, he averages over 18 yards per return. One touchdown, 42 punts in his career, and has 222 yards from the punting punt return uh, department for senior Josh Nyland, number seven. And running back, linebacker Isaiah Showers. Struggled with injuries throughout his career, but it's been a program guy. He is here tonight being recognized by the Seals Grove Seals. Glad to have him a part of the team. The tight end linebacker, Wyatt Metzger. Number 21, 24 receptions, 428 yards, seven touchdowns in his career. He's also put up 74 tackles, four tackles for loss, three sacks. And he has 108 punts in his career, averaging over 35 yards per punt. And he's pinned the def- or the opponent inside the 20, 26 times. That's senior tight end linebacker, number 21, Wyatt Metzger. Senior running back Dean Hollenbach also played corner. Has 138 carries on his career, 607 yards, three touchdowns. Also has 22 tackles to his credit. Linebacker and offensive lineman Micaiah Showers, number 54. 178 tackles in his career, seven tackles for loss, eight sacks, one interception, and four fumble recoveries for number 54, senior Micaiah Showers. Nick Klein saw time at offensive tackle in the last two seasons. That's Nick Klein, senior for the Seals Grove Seals. Offensive lineman and defensive lineman, linebacker Nick Schaefer, number 65. Five receptions for 47 yards in his career at tight end as a junior. In his career, 98 tackles, nine tackle for loss, six sacks. That's Nick Schaefer, number 65, senior for the Seals Grove Seals. Lyman Trey Beatty, 47 tackles in his career, 12 tackles for loss and three sacks, also plays center. That's Lyman, senior, number 68, Trey Beatty. 
Lyman Michael Mall, all time as guard and defensive tackle in the last two seasons. That's Michael Mall, senior for the Seals Grove Seals, and linebacker, special teams player Oscar Macharo, key in his special teams play. We've talked about it throughout the season. He's got the most of every opportunity. That's reserved linebacker Oscar Macharo, also has 40 tackles on his career. That's the senior recognition of the Seals Grove Seals football players. We wish them all the best and appreciate all their efforts within the program of the Seals Grove Seals Senior Recognition Night. Dave, go to you. Get ready for the open kickoff. So I'm going to ask you, what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals? Well, like we've been talking about all night, uh, we've got to disrupt that offense with our defensive front. Uh, we've got to get pads on the quarterback early, get his attention, take his mind off of those, getting that ball to those Persing boys. And... Uh, I think our spe- I think special teams could play a big a big role tonight. Uh, usually a, a tough game comes down to special teams. We got to get the we got to get the edge in the special teams. And Seals Grove will get the opening kickoff. See if that plays a part here in the very moments of this ball game. This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, Lincoln's, and the North Fourth Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and Sunbury Motors Kia routes eleven to fifteen on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Seals Grove dressed in their all blue uniforms and their white helmets as the Danville Arm in the all white uniforms and their orange helmets. The Seals Grove Seals coming at five and three, riding a three game win streak. The Danville Arm trying to overcome a three game losing streak. They come in at four and four. So we're getting ready for the opening kickoff is all the live action being heard right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. We are underway from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. It's going to go over the head of Dean Hollebach into the end zone. It'll be a touchback for the Danville Ironman. Seals Grove will take over from their own 20-yard line to get things underway. See some changes. I see number 50, Nick Young, jogging out on the field. See if he's playing that guard position. I also see Steve Miller out there as well. Seals Grove will go on offense first, led by their sophomore quarterback, Danny Schock. 801 yards, 10 touchdowns, just four picks, three rushing touchdowns. He stands 6'3", 205 pounds. And again, just a sophomore in the backfield, you'll see Dean Hollaback. He's a senior, 5'8", 170 pounds, a senior, 260 yards on the season, 103 of them a week ago against the Central Mountain Wildcats. Before we get this one underway already, a quick flag thrown here. Along with other things, Seals Grove has done a better job with flags over the last couple games but boy they get a quick win here it's going to march step back now they'll be faced with a first down and 15 after they walk them off there Danny Shock under center pitches at Dean Hollibach going right he's got a block around in front of him able to get through two defenders hit at the 20 yard line shows his strength to fall to the 22 yard line able to pick up about seven yards on the run can't beat that to start the game as Dean Hollibach gets the call that's good. It's, it's, it's a shame we had to start off with the first and 15. We must add some movement there before we even snapped the ball the first time. Um, but uh, that the first play was a toss right, fullback leading. Uh, Almond got a nice block. We got seven yards. So set up a second down, and we'll call it eight for the Seals Grove Seals. Deep in their territory, just underway. Hollenbach's going to get the call again. This time it's going left. There's a flag on the play as they follow behind the Schaefer and Almond block. He's going to get closer to the 30-yard line, but we're going to have to check the flag as we already get our second flag thrown, and we're just underway. So as they chit-chat about this one to see what the penalty is, to see 
If Seals Grove's going to pick up their second penalty, I remind you tomorrow the Bison heads south to meet Towson. The pregame with Doug Birdsong, Kevin Hurst starts at 3.30. Kickoff at 4 on Eagle on a 7, eagleon7.com, and on Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. And they just they threw a flag for an illegal block on Seals Grove, so that's going to take us back 15 yards. So Seals Grove got off to... A good run on Dean Hollenbach on a seven-yard pickup. This one was going to come up just short of a first down, but it's going to bring it all back following that penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. They're second already, and we're just underway. Two snaps, two penalties. So Seals Grove, we want them to run the ball, but they have the ball all the way back at their 11-yard line. We're calling it a second down and 20 for the Seals. Wow, what a killer that is in terms of field position here. Shot drops back, five-step drop. Look at plenty of time. Rolling right. Gets a pressure now. Still extending it. Now he's going to take off and run with it. Tries to run over a defender at the 10-yard line. Gets to the 11. But a short pickup that time by sophomore quarterback Danny Shock of maybe two yards. So it's going to be a third down and long for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, Danny Shock had a lot of time to throw the ball there, but but there was just nobody open. He couldn't find anybody. He did the smart thing. He he just he tucked the ball and got a couple of tough yards. It leaves us in a pretty a pretty rough situation. We're at third and about 18 uh, on our own 12-yard line. He said wide receivers each side. Danny's in the shotgun this time, looking for the snap for Bainey. Good snap. Got some time. Look at look at deep down the left sideline. It's going to be well underthrown. Receivers not able to come back, and then there's going to be a flag thrown. So a flag's going to be thrown to really bail out the Sealers Grove Seals as that ball was well underthrown. They wasn't going to get to Nyland, but they're going to call a penalty on the play there. And now the officials are going to talk about their third penalty of the night. And again, we're just underway. At this rate, the most popular people in the field are going to be the officials. Yeah, that's a, a, that's an interference call on Jersey Shore, so uh, that, that'll pay well. That, that's good. Call against Danville. Looking at Danville defensively, up front, nose tackle number 68, that's Tyler Artley. These are the guys that we have projected as starters. The defensive tackle, Simmons, number 53, and Hill, number 52. Linebackers, Harris, Route, Benjamin, Sidler, and Persing. The defensive backs, Carson Persing, Divot, and Smiley. But I'm looking out. I don't see, trying to see if I see the right corner is actually number 20. That's Smiley. Number 23 is playing the safety position for the Danville Ironman. On this third down and five. Give it to Hollenbach. Hit the backfield. He goes down and bops. He's got it. He's able to get away from one defender. Look like he's going to be stopped at 20. He spins, gets it back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's it. And that's going to be a punting situation for the Dan or excuse me, the Seals Grove Seals. On that play, um, Danville had a defensive lineman that came absolutely free uh, through the middle of our offensive front. And he just happened to run directly into our ball carriers. He was getting the ball. Unfortunate. Drop it back will be Dressler. He's standing to the right, and that's where Metzger looks like he'll be punting it towards. It's going to go to the middle. going to bounce. Goes off of the Seals Grove Seal, look like, but they're still letting the ball roll all the way inside the 25, down to about the 24-yard line. So good punt once again by Wyatt Metzger as the Danville Ironman look to take over for the first time on offense. First down at 10 at their own 24-yard line. That was a heck of a punt by Wyatt Metzger. That completely changed the field position here. 
Uh, Danville ended up with the ball on their own 24-yard line. That, that's a heck of a change in field position. 51-yard punt for Wyatt Metzger. Came in averaging over 35 yards a punt. Had a 68-yard punt a couple weeks ago against Shemokin. So he continues to raise that average. Wyatt Metzger, punter for the Seals Grove Seals. Danville Army take over first down at Ted. Got four receivers in the formation. One back in the backfield. That's Harris. Getting the snap is Riley. He's going to look to run with it off the right side. It's going to be hit by Allman, taken out of bounds after about a two-yard pickup, maybe three, before he's driven out of bounds. Riley, a quarterback. Jagged Dressler and Devon in the backfield. The receivers, again, coming in tonight was going to be Carson Persing and Ian Persing, the tight end, Sittler, the offensive lineman, Bernaldi, Benjamin Hill, Simmons, and Erdley. After this play, we'll look at the Seals Grove defense. Step goes to Riley. Quick throw out to Dresser. Making a catch. Making a man miss. Trying to reverse his field back the other way. He's going to be hit by Metzger and take it down immediately. Looked like a one-yard loss on the pass that time by the Danville Armour. Good play by Wyatt Metzger on the play. Danville came out um, the last, the first two plays, and they ran four wides. They shotgun um, with a single back in the backfield, four wide receivers, and they're doing it without their two receivers in the game, their two best receivers in the game. Not sure what they're doing here. That's right. Ian Persing and Carson Persing are not in the ball game at this time. Again, we'll look at the defense after this third down play here by the Danville Ironman. Riley is going to option to the right. Pitches it out to Harris. Try to reverse his field at the numbers and not going to be able to. Seals Grove defense is absolutely dominant at this point. They they have they just tried a, a little option to the right and the whole the whole defense was there. They swallowed it up. Nate Schoen, Bainey, Metzger up front. That's Vance Metzger. The linebackers: Hyo Metzger, Ryan Almond, Makai Showers, and Scott Kissinger. The defensive backs: T. Hoover, Fred Four, and Josh Nyland. Stopped the Danville Ironman on that drive, forcing a punt by the Danville Ironman. This will be Riley punting it away. Left-footed punt. Gets it away. A good punt. Driving Brett Four all the way back to his own 31-yard line. Tiptoes the sideline. Now trying to reverse his field going from right to left. Makes a bad miss. Still going. Now looking for that wall. Trying to get it there. Up the right sideline. Devastating block by Metzger, but they're going to call a penalty. Flags thrown all over the place as Wyatt Metzger was trying to come up and lay that block. They're going to call here for a penalty. To take back a good run by Brett Four. Questionable block there. Did he get his helmet on the number side of the defender there? But that looks like that's what the penalty's gonna be. Yeah, it it, it this is a it's a tragedy that we're getting so many penalties so early in this football game. It's making a difference in what's happening out on that field. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I I'm not on the field. I'm not making those calls, but man, I, By the way, folks, you'll see I find that a tough call to make on that one. And, and I think the other side of it, it's a great run back. Red Ford made the most of it. You're already going to get into Danville territory. Really, that late block is not going to be a make or break of whether that play is going to be a good play for you. And it really ends up just taking it back a good run. And we've seen that on the offensive side already by Seals Grove after two good runs by Hollenbach. And they were taken back by penalties. Now this is the special teams. That's right. And and we were in Danville territory on, on their 48. And we ended up in our own territory on the 46-yard line with the ball. 47-yard line. 
So first down at 10. We'll see 37-yard line. I'm sorry. At the 37-yard line, shown to the backfield. Danny under center with receivers to each side. Taking a snap is Danny. Gives it to Schoen. Off the right side. In the second level. 45, 50. Danville territory to the 40. Runs over a guy at the 30. It's going to take him down the right sideline. Depending on where they spot, they're going to say he went out right at the 30-yard line where he made contact with the defender for Danville. Good strong run by Nate Schoen. Good hold by that offensive line. It was a trap right. Left guard pulled and, and went to the right and, and, and kicked out on the, the defensive tackle. And Schoen just bounced it to the outside from there and had a heck of a run, heck of a stiff arm. Just leveled their kid with a stiff arm. Nick Young is playing in the RC on that right side. He's the guard on the right side. First down at 10. Give it to Schoen again. Second level. Dragging a defender. He's trying to strip it away. That's K.J. Riley. But Schoen doing a nice job holding on to this. It gets a good run. Seven yards on the run. It'll bring up second down and short for Seals Grove. We're impressed. Keep running the ball against the Danville Army team. Same exact play as as the first run, uh, except that um, he bent to the left. It was a trap right. He hit dead over the center, bent to the left, and uh, made a nice gain of seven yards. They shown. They were spotted at six yards, so second down and four. Seven minutes, no score, opening quarter. Schoen's going to get the call again. Tiptoes to the right. Makes a man miss. Tries to spin at the 20. Falls to the 19. But that's going to be enough for Seals Grove first down. I don't have a problem with not throwing it the entire night. No, that one running the ball. This, this run game has looked, it's, it's just looking beautiful right now. Just keep it up, boys. Keep it up. Only thing that's stopped them in the run game has been penalties. So they can yeah. uh, reduce that. They can run the ball. They've done it on this drive here to be able to get it inside of the Danville 20-yard line at the 19-yard line. Seals Grove trying to put up the first points of the night right now. 0-0, 6-34 to go in the first quarter. Let's go to Ryan on it. Second level, 10-yard line, spins. Try to get to the 8-yard line. Try to pull away from Dressler. But again, a huge hole opening up front by that Seals Grove offensive line. Led by senior center, Trey Beatty. That was just a straight-ahead fullback dive over the right guard. And the entire offensive front wedge blocked right, which means that everybody stepped toward the right guard, took that defense straight back. This is old-fashioned football. And the Danville Army, look at defensively, they've given up just about almost 200 yards on the ground. So it's something that has been exposed by their opponent, Seals Grove, taking advantage of here. First down, goal to go for the Seals Grove Seals at the nine-yard line. I formation behind Danny. Taking a step. Give it to the man shown. Off the right. Hit it the backfield. And he's going to go down. A good play up front that time, led by number 11, and that's Colton Sittler, the captain, able to make the play on Schoen. A loss on the play, second down goal to go from about the 10. And that was uh, that was just that was a straight lead over the right guard, fullback lead through, and the tailback came through with the ball. And it always seems to be the backside, the offside inside linebacker that makes those inside uh, tackles, and that was Sittler that time. And he'll line up on that backside on the right again. I formation for the Seals. Danny's going to look to pass. Looking to throw it, and it's knocked in the air and intercepted. Intercepted by Danville at the five-yard line. Coming in, making the pressure was number two, Jaden DeVent. He got in there, knocked the ball up in the air, intercepted. Yeah, DeVent uh, was there in, in a heartbeat. He was there very quickly. I think he disrupted the throw. It was, a, it was definitely a batted ball. And the Danville Army coming in tonight from an interception. We had talked about it. 13 interceptions coming in tonight. They get their 14th interception. So 
They've been able to do it all season long, and boy, they get a big one here as Seals Grove was well on their way to put the first points on the board. Danville takes over at their own five-yard line. 5.28 to go in the opening quarter. No score. Riley under center. Long count. Taking a snap. Gives to Harris. Off the right. Runs into a wall of blue shirts led by Micaiah Showers. Ryan Allman as well. Back to the original line of scrimmage. Maybe a half yard. That's going to be it for the Danville Ironman. And it's going to be a second down and long. And that, that was uh, that was a good-looking defensive play by Seals Grove. Uh, we've got to get this momentum back right now. We had momentum. We had a great drive going through an interception. We have them on the five-yard line, the six-yard line now. We've got to pin them down here and take that momentum back. That was Danny's fifth interception of the season. And Danville Iron trying to take advantage of it here deep in their territory, though, after that first down play. Second down play here goes. Hits a receiver on the outside. He's up ended quickly by Brett Four. Making the catch number five, Ty Stafford, just a freshman, 5'9", 146 pounds, filling in for the Persigs, who are not playing here tonight. If you're just joining us, we don't see 17 on the field or number four. That's Carson Persig, Ian Persig. Both came in tonight, over 30 catches on the season. But that time, making the quick catch there was Ty Stafford, but tackled immediately. It's going to be a third down. We'll call it about seven. That was a nice catch for a freshman. Now, that, that Ty Stauffer is only a freshman. They, matter of fact, on their uh, roster, they only have him listed as an athlete. They don't even have a position for him. <laughs> third down and medium. We're calling it third down and six. Coming up with four minutes to go in the opening quarter. Ryan Allman showing blitz. Long count by Riley. Drops back. Looking right. Gets rid of it. It's got a man. Making a catch that Sittler... So they're making a catch, only his fourth catch of the season, but he makes a reception there. It's going to be a first down pickup for the Danville Ironman. Sidler just did a, he's a tight end. He just did a little down and out, a little sideline pattern, got enough for the first down. He's a big kid, and, and it wouldn't surprise me if he's related to Randy Sidler, the All-American from Penn State who, who played at Danville, and all the Sidlers that played at Danville. So first down and 10 for the Danville Ironman. They're trying to Take this drive for their own five-yard line. They have it beyond the 15 to about the 18-yard line. After that, pass by K.J. Riley. This one goes for the end around. Nothing there that time. Blue shirts once again. Off the bottom of that pile is at number 68, Trey Beatty. Gets in there and gets involved in the stop. Nothing there. Second down and 10 for the Danville Ironman. Well, Danville came out of the four wides again that time. They took the right slot back and motioned him and ran a speed sweep left and... uh, our guys were just there. There was nothing. Uh, we penetrated the front. We disrupted everything they tried to do on that on that play. So second down and 10 for the Danville Iron. We have no score. 325, quick moving first quarter between the Ironman and the Seals Grove Seals. Second down and 10. Four receivers in the formation for Riley. Gets the snap. Looking to his right. Under some pressure, able to get rid of it. He's got a man. That's Sittler making a catch. He sat down at the 12. At 12-yard pickup right at the 30, and that's a first down. And Riley, boy, he threw a strike. I, tell you, I, I am really impressed with Riley's arm speed. He he does. He throws strikes. He has a very quick release, and he throws it on a rope, man. I mean, they get there in a hurry, and he is accurate. And Sidler, for only having four catches coming in tonight, wow. What, he's a sure-handed receiver. He's going to be a guy to go to with the Persink. Boys not playing here tonight, but it's another first down. They moved it from their own five out to the their own 30-yard line. First down and 10 for the Danville Ironman. 
Twins to each side. Blitz being shown by Ryan Allman. He's going to jump. And you see that on film. I mean, you have to. I mean, the coaches see that on film. We are jumping throughout the season this year. You do a hard count, you get a guy jumping, you steal five yards. Yeah, and, and Danville obviously knows that. And Danville has, you can tell Danville has practiced their hard counts this week. They are running exceptionally long counts tonight. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's, you're hard-pressed to keep an offensive line from moving, let alone a defense. So it's in those situations. Yeah, it's an easy five-yard pickup. The momentum building here for the Danville Ironman. Seals Grove was in business. They got it inside of the 10-yard line, but an interception by the Ironman. And now they've taken it from their own five to their own 35-yard line. First down and five. Man goes in motion. He's going to get the handoff. Bounces his own, off his own lineman, and it is caught by Ryan Ormond. And he's picked it slammed to the turf. Seals Grove fortunate not to get a flag thrown there as the whistle did blow. And that's Ty Stauffer, the athlete, the freshman for Danville. He's able to get up, but they're going to give up a four-yard loss on that, but it's going to be a second down and nine for the Ironman. And that was Ty Stauffer. He was running a speed sweep left again, right to left motion, and he got the ball. And Nate Schoen drove his offensive lineman back into the quarterback as he was trying to hand the ball to the running back. And then he made the tackle. We're looking for Spokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. Look to get one here on the defensive side for Seals Grove as a candidate for the Spokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Riley gets it away. He's got a man. He's going to make the catch. going to have a first down as he crosses lines out to the 40, to the 41-yard line. So another first down by the Danville Ironman. They now have it beyond their own 40. And that was C.J. Ott that made that catch. Another good athlete, that number 18. Number 18 makes the catch, as you said. He's a junior, 5'10", 167 pounds. Enough for a first down. The Ironman are in business. They have it outside their own 40 at the 41. Clock continues to run. 140 to go in the opening quarter. No score. Riley under center this time. Long count, as you talked about, Dave. Trying to get Seals Grove to jump. They don't this time. And it... Harris gets the call. Nate Show blows in there. Actually, number 20 gets the call. That's Jack Smiley. But Nate Show blows through there, slams it to the turf. It's going to be a loss of six. It'll be a second down and 16 for the Ironman. Now, that play, Danville went back to their bread and butter. They got into the wing tee, a very tight formation with a wing and a tight on one side, a split receiver on the other side, two backs in the backfield, quarterback under center, and they ran a wing tee sweep. And just what Coach Hicks was talking about, we've been talking about, our defensive front disrupted. We got into the backfield and, and completely took that play away from it before it could develop. Now a second down and long for the Army. Twins to each side. One back in the backfield along with Riley. Takes the snap out of the shotgun. Looking to throw it over here to Dresser. Makes the catch. Slammed to the turf by senior cornerback Josh Nyland. Right at the 40-yard line. So it's going to now be a third down and 11. After the five-yard pickup by the Danville Ironman out to their own 40-yard line. So Danville's running back, their number one halfback, uh, is is actually, that's um, Jagger Dressler. He's actually playing wide receiver right now when they go to their four-wide set. Again, if you're just joining us, Ian Persing, Carson Persing are not playing, so they are moving guys around here. Harris is the low back in the backfield with Riley on this one. Jagger is in the slot on the left. Snap to Riley, drops back, looking for the screen to Harris. We bet the backfield, gets away from a defender, being chased from behind, and finally going to go down after a one-yard pickup. 
trying to get the numbers at Teague Hoover that came slicing in and read that one and made the big stop from the safety position. And that was that was Joey Harris, who's a very good fullback for them, a very good running back for Danville uh, that made that run. Seals Grove will see the first quarter clock come to an end here. No score. Seals Grove had the big threat late in that quarter, unable to cash in after Danville got the interception. We're going to flip sides of the field, come back. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. You know fall is the perfect time to take a day trip to visit the many local and New York wineries, breweries, sporting events, and much more. And the professional chauffeurs at Central PA Limousine and Car Service will help make it a day to remember. Choose from their fleet of luxury sedans, custom-built limousines, or shuttle vehicles that can seat up to 27 passengers. Like Sealands Grove Football, experience excellence in motion with Central PA Limousine and Car Service. For details, call Central PA Limousine and Car Service at 570-556-4777 or visit cpalimoride.com. Eagle 107. Matchup a year ago, Seals Grove lost 31 to seven after a slow start by Danville. They turned it on in the second quarter and we go on to win 31 seven. We move into the second quarter. Good high punt taken by Brent Four at the 18, crossing the 30, 35 up the left sideline, and finally going to be tackled as he crosses the 40 out to the 40. Three yard line, so good return again, special teams wise, setting up good field position for the Seals Grove Seals. Just move into the second quarter. Dave, your analysis of that first quarter as we move into the second quarter. Sloppy, 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 and and Danville came out and did things, some things offensively we did not expect them to see. Number one, they came out with their two best re- without their two best receivers. They're running the running backs at wide receiver now, and they actually got some yards. But uh, Seals Grove's got to get rid of the penalties. And we got to hold on to that football. They hurt themselves. Now they go back on offense again. They had driven the ball inside Danville's 10-yard line, but an interception by Danville was able to stop that drive. Now Seals Grove takes over first down in 10, moving to the second quarter. 11:47 to go here in the first half with no score. Low back in the backfield is shown with Camps going in motion. Danny under center takes the snap, pitches to Hollibot, make that. He's got speed to get to the edge. Looking for a block, and he's going to run over a defender. There's a block in the back. Again, didn't need that. He had already had seven yards. He didn't need that discipline, but another flag's going to hurt a good run by Dean Hollibot. Yeah, these guys have to learn when it's time to lay off, and when, it, when a player is, is way out in front of you, you don't throw a block. When a player's on his way to the turf, you don't throw a block. We, we definitely blocked someone in the back there. They were going to mark it for about a five, six-yard pickup, but the flag's going to come in. It's going to walk it off. Got to bring the ball back. Again, it's something we talked about, and Dave just said it. Analyzing that first half, we got to get rid of the mistakes. We got a good run game going here. Only thing that's hurt us so far has been ourselves with penalties and a turnover. This so is Seals Grove will be first and long. I'm sorry to interrupt. This is this is unbelievable. That the number of penalties we've had so far this game. And this one sets them back inside their own 40-yard line for a first down and 15. Clock running with 11.35 to go in the opening half. No score. Danny in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Looking for the D1 to Nyland. Nyland trying to get by his defender and not able to. Defended well out there. Smiley on the coverage. The safety, Jagger Dressler, came over as well. But really, it was nothing there. Fortunately, it wasn't intercepted. 
No, and, and Danny had plenty of time. The office, we max protected that time, which means we we kept the, the running back in and, and the tight end in to help block. We got better protection that time, but we just didn't have a receiver open. So it'll be a second down and 15 for the Seals Grove Seals. No score, just joining us. 11-24 to go in the opening half. Danny under center, I formation behind him. Takes snap, three-step drop. Look at under pressure, going to try to take off and run. He's going to be hit, take it down at the 40, pick up a two. That's going to be it. So it's going to be a third down and long and Fort Seals Grove into a passing situation to see what the penalty does. The penalty forces you back, make you feel like you got a pass now because you're in a position where you have it first at 15. You try two passes here, you don't get anything out of it. Now you got to look to throw it again on the third and long. We're constantly shooting ourselves in the foot with those penalties. We, we're, we're not ever in a situation where we can manage the yards we have to, to gain. Shotgun formation for sophomore quarterback with trips to the left. Haven't seen this, the tight end here tonight. Going to be a quick throw out to Josh Nyland. Makes the catch. Going to be hit by a defender and take it to the turf. Harris makes the stop as Nyland was able to get it beyond the 45-yard line to the 48-yard line. It's going to be well short of a first down, and Wyatt Mesker will jog out and punt this one away. Uh, I'll tell you, Danville is not without out, uh, without athletes in, in when the Persing kids aren't here. That was a play just made by Joey Harris, one of the running backs who he was quick to the ball. I mean, we completed a pass to Josh Nyland, and... It didn't go anywhere after the after the catch. First quarter numbers, we had 66 yards for the Seals, 32 for Danville. Showed four carries for 42 yards all in that first quarter. There's a penalty flag once again. Fair catch taken there by Smiley at their own 15-yard line for the Danville Ironman. So they're going to chit-chat about this one, see what the penalty looks like here. You get a chance to remind you about other programming stuff here going on at the Sunbury Broadcasting family like Penn State tomorrow night as they host Michigan. Join Steve Jones, Jack Ham, Roger Corey, Mac McGloin. 6 o'clock for the tailgate show. Kickoff 730 on News Radio 1070 WKOK, WKOK.com and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Penalties continue to build up for the Seals Grove Seals. We talked about coming in tonight. They really started to take those penalty totals down but boy tonight they piled up a lot and they've been in big situations here as it's going to force seals grove to punt it away after they walk this one off yeah they just called that last one against our personal protector in a punt formation they said that he moved prior to the snap i didn't see it but uh, i wasn't looking um all i know is they're very quick to throw flags against the seals tonight it, it always seems that way but this is this is rough. This is not good. We talk about flow to a game, and boy, this has been choppy once again between both teams. Esker's going to punt this one away. Good punt once again. It's going to force a fair catch. Nope. Jagger's going to take it off. Okay, he can't a, run with it. That's got to be a penalty it's against a, them. He has a flag, right? That's Hiles asking for a flag there. You got to throw a flag. You can't. Call fair catch and it take off and run. Yeah, that's a flag. I don't see a flag on the turf though. Hopefully, official head official will come in and chit chat about this one because that's a penalty. I don't understand the no call here. Here he comes. He's going to talk about it. We've got to hope that he's going to be able to come in and explain something that that should have penalty. That looked Wait. like it, Dave. He clearly signaled a fair catch, played the fur the hop on the ball, and then took off with it. 
And they are not going to call penalties. So Danville Ironman will have it at their own 15-yard line to start this possession. And Derek Hicks looking for the explanation here. He's not getting what he wants from the referees. Blitz coming by Metzger off the left. Riley at his shotgun. Rolling to his right. Going to get rid of over the middle. He's got a man. Sittler who's become his main target here tonight. And he makes a big catch. And why is he running? It's high school. Your knee went down. You were down. Yeah, he's but it's a big first down catch, Dave, all the way out to the 35-yard line, 20-yard pickup by the Danville Ironman. That was a, an exceptional throw by their quarterback. We had people in the backfield immediately when that ball was snapped. The quarterback barely got the ball, threw it as he was being hit, and hit his receiver on the numbers about 15 yards, well, about 10 yards downfield. So put it at the 35-yard line after the first down pickup by the Danville Ironman. No score. Second quarter, 9.20 to go here in the first half. Man goes in motion for the Danville Ironman. Now there's going to be a flag thrown here. Got a flag on a play? I certainly hope there's a flag thrown because they had two or three guys moving before the ball was snapped. Danville did that time. And they all got to reset before they snap the ball, and obviously they did not. And are they going to say they called timeout? I I don't know. I hope not. I don't see any flags on the field. Oh, do you? my goodness. No, so they're no going to get Danville a timeout there to take away from what looked like it was going to be a penalty call. Sean, a lot going on here. How about some updated scores on other games going around the Valley? Maybe a one score as they're getting ready to come back out on the field here. All right. You got it, guys. Currently on News Radio 1070 WKOK, Shimokin leading Shikolemi 7 0, and also second quarter Lewisburg leading Central Columbia 7 0. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate that express score update. Brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota as they bring us our out of town scoreboard. But that was a quick timeout. Must have been a 30 second timeout because they brought the teams back out on the field. And they are credited them for a timeout. Coach Hicks is still upset and i completely understand why he's upset going all the way back to the fair catch and then running the ball yeah dressler did after he picked it off the turf first out at 10 for the iron man goes in motion it's dressler this is going to go to harris though harris straight up the middle hit the backfield by shown and they're going to hold him up there you got a forward progress all the way out to the 37 yard line a gracious spot there to give up three on the pickup it'll be a second down at seven for the ironman that is a generous spot holy cow okay it's the spread formation again quick throw out here as dresser makes the catch reverses his field he was on the left hash he ran back to the middle of the field and he's tackled loss on the play of one it'll be a third down and nine for the Danville Ironman. That was a really sloppy slot screen. They had they came out in four wides. Quarterback took the snap. He was in shotgun. He took the snap, threw it immediately to the slot receiver on the left side, who was trying to come into the inside and, and turn up against the grain, and there was nothing there. They're going to send twins to each side. Siddler made receiver. He split far to the right with Nyland on him. Shotgun for Riley. Gets the snap. Drops back. Under suppressor, rolling to his right. Still gets suppressed. Reverses the field to the left. Right on it, chasing him. Can't get to him. Riley's still running. He's got some room. First down pickup as he crosses the 45-yard line. As he's going to take it to the 48-yard line. That could be a pickup of 12. As the play was breaking down, the athlete, Riley, picks up 12. First down for the Danville Ironman at their 48-yard line. We had him dead to rights, deep in the backfield, and, and we, we slid off and let him go. We didn't wrap the arms. 
Riley is is an athlete, and and he's doing some things he should not be allowed to do right now. He ran for 11 yards when it was when he needed 10 to get a first down. We can't allow that. First down and 10 for the Ironman. 7:40 to go in the opening half. No score between the Seals and the Ironman. Shode's going to jump off the right side. Five yard walk off. I, I wonder what our, our total penalty yards must be bit greater than our offensive yards right now. I have no idea. I'm just. It, 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 we've got a couple jumping off sides, and we've had penalties to start the game on runs by Hollenbach. We have 57 yards in penalties at this point. 57 yards. And we're only in the first half with seven minutes, seven and a half minutes to go in the opening half. No score. Twins to each side once again for Riley. He's at the shotgun, gets the snap, got some time. Look it to the right. Got Sittler out there in and out of his hands, defended well by Nyland. It'll be a second down and five for the Danville Ironman. Danville made a mistake. They threw it in, in Josh Nyland's to his man, and Nyland just eliminated it. Good job by Nyland. No yards after the catch here at all. So the ball sits at Seals Grove territory at the 47-yard line. Dale Bear Arvin trying to finish this drive. They had one impressive drive where they were able to take it from their own five out beyond the 45, but they got stopped on downs. And now they're looking to pick up a first down on second down and five. Here come the Seals. Quick throw out there to Dresser. He makes the catch. He's got a first down. Tackled by Danny Schock. But it's going to be a number first down. Got some help from Teague Hoover as well. But it's a first down pickup for the Danville Ironman. We are we are bringing bringing backers. We're blitzing like crazy. Our down men are coming with like 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 their butts are lit on fire. But the quarterback is is throwing the ball so quickly it doesn't matter. He's getting the ball off. Very short patterns to the Danville receivers. Six yard pickup. First down for the Ironman. First down at ten for the Seals Grove 44 yard line. Riley drops back. Scott sometimes could take off and run with it. Makes a bad miss. Spins away from a guy, and it just bent backward awkwardly. Hope he's okay getting off that bottom of that pile as he got spun right at the 35-yard line. And then he twisted. He is up walking around, but fortunately he he's not hurt there because that was an awkward tackle there. But he just picked up four yards, second down and six for the Ironman. Caden Riley, number one, their quarterback, is he is he's an exceptional kid. He's he's a good athlete. He's only a junior, but he's listed as a captain on their roster. I mean, this kid has some he has some credentials. He picked up six yards on the run to put it at the Seals Grove 35-yard line. Dresser going in motion. Fake to Dressler. The throw this time attempted to throw out there to number two, Devon. But if falls incomplete, it'll be a third down and six. And what Danville's done throughout the night, if they need six, they've been just taking seven. They get guys, Siddler's been the main target, go out, get exactly what we need to the sticks. They've done that very well, very efficient here tonight. They'll pick up their first downs. That's right, and they've had a lot of help from the officials. And I think what we need to do, they're throwing all short patterns, and they're getting the ball off thrown before we can get there to, to pressure the quarterback. We've got it. We've got to run some real tight man coverage and just get right up in their faces, those receivers. And don't give them those short balls. Don't even let them get them off the line. Dresser goes in motion, but Devon on the far side jumps. So that's going to be a false start against Danville. That's going to walk them all five yards. So instead of being a third down at six, it'll now be a third down at 15. As we come up on six minutes to go here in the first half, no score between the Seals and the Ironman. 
And Seals Grove's defense came out last time, and they did run man coverage. I, I don't know if it was tight enough for my taste, but I would have those guys right up on the line of scrimmage, and they've got to stop listening to that snap count, too, because he's hard counting them all the time here. Third down and 11 for the Ironman. Dresser goes in motion. Riley gets the snap. Going to throw a screen to Harris. He's got a lot of room in front of him. Got blockers. First down inside the 30, all the way down to the 26-yard line. Well-designed play that time by the Danville Ironman as they take it from their 40-yard, say Seals Grove 40, all the way down just short of the Seals Grove 25-yard line. First down pickup by the Danville Ironman. That was a perfect play call by Danville. They ran a screen when they knew we were going to be bringing backers all over the place. And they're a well-coached group because I'll tell you what, that screen pass was well run. Very nice job on that. Timeout taken by Derek Hicks to talk it over with his defense. So, Sean, we're going to send it back to you again and maybe get a couple more scores like the Montoursville Southern Columbia game, Jersey Shore, Bald Eagle area. All right, guys, thanks. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard after the first quarter in Mentorsville. Battle of undefeated teams, Southern Columbia leading the Warriors 21 to nothing. Julian Fleming with two touchdown grabs so far and over 100 yards receiving. Jersey Shore, Baldigal area, they are scoreless in the second. And Lewisburg now up 14-0 over Central Columbia. Shemokin, Shikalemi tied 7-7. Scoreboard updates all night long at Eagle107.com. Pat and Dave, back to you. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate that. Reset things here. Danville on the move as they have it at the Seals Grove 26-yard line. First down and 10. We have no score. 5.55 to go. We talked about the Bald Eagle Air Jersey Shore game. It's our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. We'll keep an eye on that. Are the Seals Grove Seals. First down and 10 for the Ironman. Wide receivers to each side. Taking the snap is Riley. Plenty of time. Throwing the fade to the far corner. He's got a man. Goal line. Touchdown for Dressler. That was a perfect throw by, by Riley, the quarterback for Danville. Not, not terrible coverage by the Seals at all, but he just threw a perfect ball over the heads of both of them right over the inside shoulder of the receiver, and it was it was easy. He made it look easy. Going for 26 yards on the touchdown reception. By the Danville Ironman, and again, if you're just joining us, the two lead receivers did not make the trip here to Seals Grove. So Dressler has moved to wide receiver, and boy, making the most of there, using his length there to catch that one on the beautiful toss by junior quarterback K.J. Riley as he now attempts the extra point, fumbled snap, rolled to his right, and he's going to go down. Metzger came in and was able to touch him down. That could be a huge break for us right there. That 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 one point could make a big difference in the outcome of this game. Thank goodness they missed that. But as we move to the second quarter, it's Danville Army going on the board first on a 10-play, 85-yard drive. It took three minutes and 51 seconds. The extra point, no good. But the Danville Ironman leads 6-0 after the Riley to Dressler 26-yard touchdown reception. And it comes with 5.49 to go here in the first half. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Seals Grove got off to what looked to be a good start, running the game, running game, but a couple penalties forced them back into uh, second and long, unable to overcome the penalties. Then they had a nice drive goal. It took it inside of Danville 10-yard line, had it first to go at about the 9-yard line. 
couple plays later, Danville was able to intercept a Danny Shock pass that looked like he was as he was hit, it fluttered in the air. And now Danville taking advantage of a good drive here in the second half, an 85-yard drive to take the 6-0 lead after the extra point was no good. Now it's Seals Grove trying to answer the touchdown by the Danville Ironman. The kick is away, and it drives Dylan all the way back to his own one-yard line, reverses it field from right to left. Try to go bump it underneath Sidler, drive it, drive it outside the 15 to the 16 yard line. And that's where Seals Grove's going to have to take over first down at 10. Again, trailing 6 nothing with 540 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove is in desperate need of a long drive right now. They've got to sustain, sustain this possession, move down the field, get first downs, and, and find their groove offensively because we've got to get that defense off the field. Their offense is picking us apart right now. And I think you don't go away from the running game. It was working. Yes. Down 6 nothing, but stay with it. Schoen was getting big chunks. He's in the backfield as Danny's now in the shotgun formation with receivers to each side. Give it to Schoen. Off the right. Got a lot of room. Into the second level. Looking for a block. It crosses the 35-yard line. Out to the 36-yard line goes Nate Schoen. And that's a big chunk of yardage. Good job once again by that offensive line up front. That was a good-looking play. That was just a, a, an inside zone right, and Nate found that he found the openings and, and made a nice run. He's got to call it carry that ball a little tighter, though. And Danville knows that because you see them swatting at the ball when Island yeah. where Schoen's carrying the ball. Yeah, he carried that away from his body. He was really swinging around that time. First down and 10 for the Seals. Good first down play there to pick up a big chunk of yardage. Again, turn. Give it to Schoen. Schoen turns, spins. Okay, picks up two yards. Second down and eight as he takes it to the 37-yard line. Something we've been talking about here on the broadcast team. Don't get bored with two-yard pickups. It's okay. You could have another two-yard pickup and set up a very manageable third down play if you have to. Yes, it's better than taking a loss any day. As long as we can keep getting positive yards, we're in good shape. So Seals Grove comes out second down and eight, 440 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove trailing six nothing to the Danville Ironman. Danville trying to stop a three-game lose streak. Seals Grove trying to get to a four-game win streak. This is going to go to show it off the right. A lot of room. First down into Danville territory all the way out to the Danville 40. Nine yard line, 12 yard pickup that time by the Seals Grove Seals running the ball. First down pickup into Danville territory. And that was a real well run counter play that time with a single back. Schoen stepped to his left, planted the foot, and went back to the right. And the quarterback uh, gave him the ball, and, and they ran zone blocking t- uh, to the outside there, and he picked up nice yards. They're going to call it a 14 yard pickup for Schoen as he's running behind a good push by that offensive line. Seals Grove trying to answer the Danville touchdown. Give it to him again. Why not? And he falls forward. They're going to give him two on that. But again, I don't mind that. It's a positive play. Get you a second down and eight. And Dave, what it does is you can still do anything you want. Second right. eight, if you need to run the ball, throw a quick pass, whatever. That's right. But keep running. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. And they ran the same counter that that time. Um, Steve Miller is left guard, pulled right. Kicked out on defensive uh, at the outside backer over there and planted the kid. The fabulous freshman Steve Miller dropped that kid in his in his. Now goes second down and eight. Shotgun for Shock. Drops back. Plenty of time. He's got to get rid of it. Throws it in triple coverage. And fortunately not intercepted. As he was looking for Metzger, but he was defended well out there. And it's Sittler 
out there. Also, Dressler and number five, the freshman Stauffer. Boy, oh boy, he's fortunate that one wasn't picked off. He is. Now, the protection was great there, but we've got to get some receivers open now. And uh, which did, means... Did you feel coming in that the short stuff would be something they'd be able to expose against the Danville defense? That's one of my notes I had written yeah. down because Danville just gives up the short stuff. Without, just, with their alignment, they, they align soft. But our force into a third down play here. Third down and eight for the Seals. They could be in four down territory if they want. This is going to go to Nyland on the jet sweep going to the left. Get a good block by show. Going to get it to the 40-yard line before he's knocked down. There's a guy down here on the sideline. Is that Coach Stroop? And hopefully he's okay. Got run into it by Danville, man. He's slow to get off his, off the turf there. Don't like to see that. Is he slow to get up, and he's going to be chit-chatted with as a Danville guy got thrown towards him. And hopefully he's okay. Nate Schoen coming over to shake his hand and make sure he's okay. But it's going to be short of a first down as Seals Grove gets it to the Ironman 41-yard line after the six-yard pickup. So it's going to be a fourth down and two for the Seals. This could be the backbreaker play of the game. They could pick up a first down here, absolutely. For the Seals Grove Seals, trying to make this a candidate. Shock drops back, plenty of time, running left. Going to take off, try to get to the first down sticks, and now it's going to be a matter of remark. It looks like it's going to come up short. As Nick Young saying it's a first down, but Danville's going to celebrate this. It's going to be a turnover on downs as they mark it at the 40-yard line, and it absolutely is going to be. It's going to be a turnover on downs. Go back to the Danville Ironman. Fourth and two, and we came out in in four wides, and and we attempted to throw the ball, but there was nothing there, and, and Danny Schock just had to pull the ball down and get as much as he could, and he came up about a yard short. So Danville's going to take over first down and 10 from their own 40-yard line. Quick moving first half with just three minutes and 15 seconds to go with Danville leading 6-0. K.J. Riley, quarterback for Danville, has had a big first half. Along with Sittler, number 11. He splits far to the right. Riley looking to the right, rolling to his right. He's going to take off and run. He's got a lot of green grass. He's going to run out of bounds as he crosses the 45, takes it to the 47-yard line. It's going to be a pickup about six. It'll be a second down and four for the Danville Ironman. Riley is a very quick quarterback, and he's a very frustrating quarterback because he is very, he's extremely elusive when he gets out in space, and our guys are having a hard time uh, getting pads on him. Did not expect this to be a 6 nothing game with 3.09 to go here. In the first half with Danville leading. Twins to each side again. Riley in a shotgun. Long count takes a snap. Gets some pressure. Going to get rid of it. Intercepted by Nyland at midfield. In Danville territory. Up the left sideline. Looking for a block. Tiptoes the sideline. Cuts it in at the five. They're going to say went out of bounds at the 17-yard line. But it's going to be intercepted by senior quarterback Josh Nyland. Huge play by Nyland. They attempted it. It looked like they were going to run it out with their inside receiver, and the, the receiver slipped and fell, and Josh Nyland came from nowhere and, and picked the ball off and went. He makes the interception for the Seals Grove defense. It, that's a huge momentum build for the Seals Grove. And we're talking about candidates for the Schmokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game right now. That's a top candidate especially if Seals Grove could benefit by taking it into the end zone. 
Eye formation. Give it to Ryan Allman. Foul behind a good push. Still going. Push it forward. Still going. People pop it off of him like popcorn as he's able to take it to the 10-yard line. Popcorn. You're right. <laughs> you know, they, they were there were bodies flying on that play. That was a fullback dive, which wedge blocking. That is the play. If you want one play that you do well, that's it. He got seven yards on that, a good seven, eight yards. I would do it again. I would keep doing that until until, the, uh, until they stopped it, and I don't think they're going to stop it. Fourth interception of the season for Josh Nyland, trying to set Seals Grove up, trying to get their first points on the board. Right now, Seals Grove trailing 6-0. If you're just joining us, it was no score at the end of the first quarter. But then today, Bill Ironman got a 26-yard touchdown reception from Riley the Dresser with 5.49 to go here in the first half. That completed a 10-play drive covering 85 yards, taking 3 minutes and 51 seconds. The extra point was no good. But Danville leads right now 6-0. Seals Grove has been here before as they sit at the Danville Ironman 10-yard line. They're going to have it second down and about two and a half to pick up the first down. But again, Seals Grove did have it inside Danville Ironman territory back in the first quarter. But that drive was stopped on an interception by the Ironman, their 14th interception of the season. But Seals Grove in business now. They need, Davey talked about, they need to put this in the end zone. No this, question about it. This is an absolute must. It, it, it's six to nothing. Danville's winning with 224 left to go in the first half. We've got to score here. High formation behind shot. Turned. Give it to show. Off the right. Tiptoes in the backfield. Spins. Gets away from the defender. At the goal line. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. That was a lead right, fullback lead right, and and Nate Schoen showed some real maturity in his running there. He he uh, he really used his blockers. He allowed things to set up in front. He's very patient, and that was a nice run. Good 10-yard touchdown run by Nate Schoen, his eighth rushing touchdown of the season as Kyle Rule will come out, look to kick the extra point, and here you have it. He kicks the extra point here, and it puts Seals Grove up by one. Right now tied at 6-6, but these extra points become crucial in a game like this. Good snap, good hold, and Kyle Rule booms the throw, and it's good. So Josh Nyland gets the interception, setting up Seals Grove with great field position, and Seals Grove able to take advantage of it with the run as they're able to take it in the end zone. Their first carry was Ryan Almond as he was able to pull himself to the 10-yard line, finished off by Josh or excuse me, by Nate Schoen taking in the end zone on the 10-yard touchdown run, completing just a two-play drive, covering that 17 yards, took just 40 seconds. The extra point good at Seals Grove leading 7-6 to six with 2.17 to go here in the first half. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. And we talked about the Schmokenham Health Center backbreaker play of the game candidates and that interception by Josh Nyland right now, especially with the result of the offense putting it in the end zone, is right now the top candidate for the Schmokenham Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Yeah, Seals Grove just went from losing or being down by six points to being to having a one-point lead now with 2.17 left in the first half. That was a huge drive for us. An eighth touchdown of the season from the rushing department by junior running back Nate Schoen, but Danville's been able to move the ball, so they still have two minutes and 17 seconds. They do just have one timeout remaining. 
see how they handle it here. Seals Grove has been able to use good coverage on their kickoff team, so they'll try to pin Danville deep in their territory, not giving the Danville Army a great field position. It'll be huge, huge here and very crucial for the Seals Grove Seals. They take the 7-6 to six lead following just a two-play drive and following the interception by Nyland. This kick is going to go to Smiley at the 9. He's at the 15, runs between the hash, going from left, excuse me, right to left, flag on the play as he crosses the 20, out to about the 23-yard line. But at this point, we're going to have to check on the flag there to see if this will be against the Danville arm, and it may dictate exactly how they handle this possession. On Eagle 107, Lynn Hall will help you through your workday with the second half of the 107-minute superset. Lunchtime with Lynn will keep you entertained all on Eagle 107. A block in the back against the Danville Iron. It'll drive them all the way inside their 20-yard line, down close to the 15-yard line to start this possession. But they do have a very experienced junior quarterback, K.J. Riley. So you're in a 4-4 season. You're not going to... I don't think you're going to sit on this. I think you open it up and see what you can get out of this. It looks like that's what they're going to do with Twins to each side. Well, so far they've been wide open all half, so we'll see what they obviously have to be now with 209 left in the half. They're going to put it at the 14-yard line for Riley. Taking the snap. Quick throw this time. In and out of the hands of the intended receiver that time. Almost interception with Stauffer's getting a lot of looks here tonight. The freshman in out of his hands. Falls incomplete to be a second down at 10 for the damn environment at their own 14-yard line. You know, it's amazing. If you take the, the two top receivers, probably the two best athletes off their offense, and they're being exceptionally successful. And I think a little bit of it has to do with the fact that they've gone to a, the, all the spread look, and it's not what we were expecting, and we're a little off our game at this point. Yeah, give them credit. They're overcoming, like you said, two guys at 30-plus reception of the season are not playing here tonight for the Ironman. Riley gets the snap. Look at left. They're going to throw a screen to Harris. Pursued well by Kissinger. Finished off by Schoen. But I'm going to give all the credit to Kissinger on that play there. Absolutely right. Uh, Kiss, Kissinger did a great job reading that screen just like he's supposed to. He was dropping to the flat. He came out of his drop. He went right to the ball. Turned it in like he's supposed to. Because on screenplays, you've got to contain the screen also. He contained it, turned it in, and Nate Schoen was able to get there. Great job by Scott Kissinger and Nate Schoen. Yeah, Nate Schoen on the pursuit from the backside. Did give up on the play after the ball was thrown over his head. Holds Danville to a short pickup. They're in a third down and seven. 125 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 7-6. Riley, low snap, rolling to his left. Squares up, gets rid of it. Got a man, making a catch. First down pickup. He's sandwiched between two defenders, Kissinger and Hoover, but it's a first down pickup beyond the 25, out to the 26-yard line, 10-yard pickup that time by Riley. It'll be a first down for the Danville Ironman. Yeah, and he threw that ball to a backup uh, running back who's running receiver tonight. Impressive throws by this junior quarterback. Looks very good for the Danville Ironman. First down and 10. Long count by Riley. Gets the snap, fumbles the snap, picks it off the turf. Nope, drops it again. Seals Grove picks it up. Nate Show right there to pick up the fumble. And Seals Grove in business as he pick up the fumble. And now they'll turn the table. They'll have it first down at 10 deep in Danville territory as they're looking to try to see if they can get a late score here in the first half. 56 seconds left and Seals Grove has two timeouts. Time is not a factor right now. 
we're in good shape. We can control the clock with our offense, and we also have two timeouts. This would be a crazy turn of events. Seals Grove has just really hurt themselves an entire first half. They felt they saw themselves fall behind 6 nothing, and they couldn't get anything going because of mistakes and penalties. And all of a sudden now they're in position after the fumble by Danville if they could possibly put back-to-back touchdowns on the board to wrap up the first half. Eye formation behind Danny Schock. Nightly going in motion. Moving up front. Number 52 jumped across the line of scrimmage for the Danville arm, and it will be offsides on him, or did the tight end on the left side jump for the Seals Grow Seals? Uh, we're backing up. They're marking it against us. Metzger, the tight end on the left, jumped there. Again, they have two timeouts. Discipline yourself here, and you could be, you know, with 10, 15 yards here, you could be in rule rage, even if you have to come away from the opportunity from a field goal. I see no win. And Rule can definitely showed us that he could kick a 45-yard field goal in warm-ups. So he's capable here if you're able to pick up about 10 yards here. Candy under center. Takes a step. He's going to look to throw. Roll it to his right. Under some pressure. Back to his left. Still going. Now looking for a block from Schaefer. Runs away from Harris on a stiff arm. Nope. Harris is able to grab his shirt and take him down at the 26-yard line. So good play by Harris after... Only a short pickup, but a timeout quickly taken by the Seals Grove Seals. Danny had he had good protection that time. I, well, I, I don't ever want to judge a kid who's standing in a pocket because I've never done that. But on the other hand, I think he's got to hang there a little longer and wait for his receivers to come open before he takes off. He took off, a, I think, just a little prematurely that time. I think he's so used to getting so much pressure that he gets a, he gets a little antsy in there. In this matchup against the Danville Army, last year, Seals Grove lost 31-7. In 2013 was the last time before last year they played the Danville Army. Seals Grove won that. They upset the, or excuse me, Seals Grove won that. They upset Danville 17-14. In 2012, on a trip to Danville, Seals Grove lost 24-14, even though they rushed 37 times for 160 yards at a touchdown. In 2011, they lost 21-7 to the Army. Nick Crotzer had a touchdown reception in that game. In 2010, Seals Grove lost by 20, 42 to 22. That's the last five games, Seals Grove. So they're trying to turn the table and avenge a a loss last year, 31-7. Dean Hollibach went for 84 yards on just three carries a year ago against the Danville Ironman. So second down in a long 12, just 44 seconds to go here. Ball sits at the... Danville, 26-yard line. Seals Grove has one timeout remaining. Shotgun formation for Danny. Drops back. He's got plenty of time. Look it. Now he's going to take off and run with it. He's going to get inside the 25, down to the 22-yard line. Just short of 22-yard line. Clock running with 38 seconds to go here. Seals Grove going to try to quick get up to the line of scrimmage and run another play here. 30 seconds to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 7-6. Danny drops back. Throws a quick throw. Gets it out to Christian Kant's Going to have to call a timeout here as Christian Kant's going to run it to the official to put it down. Now they're going to try to come up and spike it and run another play. Or are they going to let the clock run down? And from the looks of here, they're going to let it wind down and look to get a field goal by Kyle Rule as they do have the ball at the 17-yard line. Definitely in rule range. And if they can come away with three, it still be a big win here for Seals Grove that was trailing majority of that second quarter, 6-0, but they have a chance to go into halftime leading 10-6 would be a big win for the Seals. 
darn right. This should be about a 34-yard attempt for, for Kyle Rule. And, and boy, I'll tell you what a huge um, a huge thing I have before the Seals to, to be able to put 10 points up before the half. Stick around at halftime. We'll send it back to Sean to give you updated scores on other games going on around the Valley, including our Blaze Alexander Four Tough Game of the Week. Also, we'll bring it back here. We'll get our stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, get the first half analysis from Dave Hess, and get you ready for the second half. As Seals Grove will attempt a field goal here, they're going to spot it down at the 24-yard line. So looking for a 34-yard field goal. Kyle Rule kicked a career-high 38-yard field goal a week ago. So definitely well in his range here. Looking for a good snap from Christian Kantz. Brett Ford will do the holding. And Kyle Rule looked to kick this one through. Trying to improve on his field goals on the season. Now we're going to get a timeout on the field, and this one's going to be taken by the Danville Ironman. They're going to ice him. He's going to get freezing out there. He's going to be so cold. I'm yeah. never a big fan of the ice. Thing. I'm not a fan of that at all. Just let him kick it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and it's funny, I always think when you have one timeout, if you think it's affecting them mentally, they get... I'm getting ready to kick. Are they getting ready to call a timeout? They're getting ready to call a timeout. Now you don't have to worry about it. Now you can just fully focus on kicking the ball. But at least when you have one timeout, the kicker might be thinking, hey, am I getting ready to kick this? Are they getting ready to call a timeout? Even as a coach, I'd I'd run into his vision and act like I'm going to call just to see if I can throw him off. But now you don't have to worry about it. Now it's all full, you know, 100%. I'm getting ready to kick this one through the uprights. Kyle Rule trying for the Seals Grow Seals. And, again, can't emphasize it enough. This game was not going the Seals' way. They were down 6 nothing, not playing well. A lot of mistakes. If they go into halftime leading 10-6, to big win for the Seals as Kyle Rule will try to do that as he'll try to kick a 30-yard, 34-yard field goal for the Seals. If we miss this, this is a huge win for Danville. This is this is a must-get. We've got to get this field goal. And again, Christian Cancel do the snapping. Brett for the holding with Kyle Rule looking to kick the field goal here. Good snap. Good hold. The kick is up, oh. and it's blocked. And now it can be picked up by Danville. It will be, but it'll be tackled immediately inside the 10-yard line down to the 6-yard line. So not a first half that you write about and, uh, you know, you, the history of Seals Grove football. But you got to be okay with the fact that Seals Grove goes in the second half, knowing they didn't play their best ball in that first half, leading 7-6 to six, as that ends the first half. Let's go to halftime. But make sure you stick it right here because we are going to give you updated scores, check in with stats of the first half, and, again, get analysis of that first half from Dave Hess. All that more. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try the new chicken and waffles basket with fries and syrup. The two for four dollar super snack is back and the harvest berry pie is the blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium fan food before the game, after the game and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen routes 11 and 15 on the strip Sealands Grove. Go Seals. Go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. 
Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any newer used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. As an active person, you might try ignoring a painful injury. But why? Quick treatment can lead to quick recovery. Our team of sports medicine providers at UPMC Susquehanna offer personalized care at each visit. Don't let an injury keep you from the active life you enjoy. Sports medicine at UPMC Susquehanna. Call 570-321-2020. Eagle 107. Seals football presented by Seawinds Grove Ford on Eagle 107, WEGH Northumberland, Seawinds Grove. Sean Carey with you in studio. At the half at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, senior night tonight as the Seals lead Danville by a score of 7-6 to six. as we check the scores from Eagle107.com across the central Susquehanna Valley Week 9 tonight. Loyal Sock just getting a score a few moments ago. Hill with a 22-yard touchdown run. The point after was blocked. Loyal Sock is leading Warrior Run by a score of 23-8. Halftime score, Montgomery leads Kalinowski Valley 3-0. Tri-Valley 16, Line Mountain 9. In the second quarter, Juniata 13, Millersburg nothing. Central Mountain and Mifflinburg are tied 7-7 early in the second quarter. Mount Carmel pitching a 14-0 shutout over Bloom. They're in the second. At the half in Montoursville tonight, battle of undefeated teams. Southern Columbia is leading Montoursville by a score of 28-0. Julian Fleming had two touchdown receptions in the first quarter alone. Gage Garcia as well with a four-yard touchdown run in the second for the Tigers. In the second quarter, Jersey Shore up 6-0 over Baltigle area. South Williamsport 14, Milton 7, and Upper Dauphin in the second quarter leading Pine Grove by score of 8-0. News Radio 1070 WKOK tonight has the Shikalemi Braves at home. They'll have their final two games at Shikalemi Stadium. And tonight it is the Shimokan Indians in town. First score tonight by Shimokan. Here comes the handoff coming all the way to the near side of Shikatano. Shikatano turns the corner of the 40. Stiff arm to the 50. Down the sidelines and no one is going to come close to catching the speed demon down the side for six. Shemokin taking a 7-0 lead, and the Braves are able to tie it up. Here's the handoff. Right side, Simcoe looking for a hole. He's got a hole. Gets to the outside. Into the end zone. Touchdown! Shekalemi! Well, Kevin, we, we fooled him, all right? We went back to the wing tee, all right, and ran sweep. Kevin Hearn, the Chief Dave Ritchie on WKOK. Braves and Indians tied 7-7. Indians taking the lead in the second stanza. High formation. Braves showing blitz up the middle. Then we'll hand it off to Madden. Madden runs right by everybody to the 20. Down to the 15. To the 10. To the 5. Touchdown. Shemokin as Max Madden races it in from 33 yards out to answer the Shikinami touchdown with 5.41 to go here in the first half of play. And Shemokin now leading it 13-7. And the point after touchdown good, Shemokin up 14-7 halftime. And that's Kevin Hur and the Chief Dave Ritchie on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Senior night tonight 
at Lewisburg at Bucknell at Christy Mathewson Memorial Stadium. Lewisburg taking on the Central Columbia Tigers. Lewisburg picked up the opening kickoff, but they were forced to punt. Central Columbia muffed the punt, and Lewisburg recovered at the Central Columbia 23. The short drive ended with senior quarterback Nick Shedleski. Wing formation. Dominic is the running back behind him. Shedleski takes a quarterback sneak, and he bowls his way close to the end zone. I don't see a single yet. Touchdown, Nick Shedleski. So the Green Dragons take a 6-0 lead with 7.45 to go in the first quarter. Just quarterback keeper all the way. Nick Shaleski off the right side this time takes it in and gets the Green Dragons on the board with 7.45 to go in the first quarter. They jump out to a score of 6-0 to zero with a PAT attempt on its way. And that PAT was good. Lewisburg up 7 to nothing, and that's the score after the first quarter. The teams just traded punts for the rest of the first stanza. Finally, Lewisburg got a drive going, lasted into the early part of the second, resulting in a touchdown. In motion is Michaels. Fakes it to Michaels around the right side, looking into the end zone for Spalding. And he catches the ball. Touchdown, Lewisburg. Ethan Spalding on the touchdown reception, and the Green Dragons take a 13-0 lead. Double coverage, and Nick Shedleski just put that ball right on the money in between, and Spalding goes up and makes a nice play. Comes down with a touchdown reception, nine yards out. Then on the next drive, by the way, at that point, Lewisburg leading 14 to nothing. Then on the next drive, Central Columbia made it into the Dragons' red zone. They faced a fourth and three from the eight-yard line. Lewisburg held them to just a one-yard gain. Turnover on downs with 4.49 to go in the half. Green Dragons up 14 nothing. Lewisburg then drove into Blue Jays' territory, but an interception grounding call forced a punt attempt. Chileski, oh, the punt's blocked. It goes into the end zone. Shaleski's not, oh, he couldn't follow it, and the central falls on it for a touchdown. A huge turn of events there with 48 seconds to go on the half. Punt blocked in the end zone, fallen on by Central Columbia, and they take that. It's now 14 to 6 with 48 seconds to go in the first half. And the point after touchdown, good. Approaching halftime at Bucknell, Lewisburg leading 14-7. Greg Wetzel, Justin Michaels on 100.9 The Valley. Here on Eagle 107 tonight, we've got the Seawinds Grove Seals and the Danville Ironmen Senior Night tonight at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. After a scoreless first quarter, Ironman quarterback K.J. Riley who started out 9 of 9. He was hot, converted a 3rd and 12 run, a 3rd and 11 pass, and then drops this dime for the first points of the night. First down and 10 for the Ironman. Wide receivers to each side. Taking the snap is Riley. Plenty of time. Throwing to fade to the far corner. He's got a man. Goal line. Touchdown for Dressler. Dressler catching that 26 yards down the left sideline. The point after no good. Danville leading by a score of 6 to nothing. Following a K.J. Riley interception by senior Josh Nyland inside uh, to inside the Danville 20, the Seals were able to score quickly. High formation behind shot. Turned. Give it to show. Off the right. Tiptoes in the backfield. Spins. Gets away from the defender. At the goal line. Touchdown, Seals. Grove Seals. Nate shown from 10-4-6 for the Seals following that Josh Nyland pick. Capping off a two-play 17-yard drive. Taking 40 seconds off the clock. The point after was good. Seals Grove leading 7-6. Seals Grove able to get the ball back close to a minute to go in the first half. They teed it up for a 30-plus yard field goal attempt by Kyle Rule. It was no good. And that's where we stand at the half. It is Seals Grove 7, Danville 6. Second half coming up here on Eagle 107. Don't forget those scoreboard updates all night long at eagle107.com. Let's whip through them one more time before we go to break. Halftime, Shemokin leading Shikalemi 14-7. 
Also, Lewisburg up 14-7 over Central Columbia at halftime. Loyal Sock leading Warrior Run. Warrior Run getting a score a few moments ago, 23-14, as they approach halftime. Montgomery 3, Kalineski Valley at the half. Line Mountain, Tri-Valley tied 7-7 at halftime. Juniata 13, Millersburg nothing. Mifflinburg has taken a 14-7 lead over Central Mountain as they approach halftime. At the half in the Silver Bowl, Mount Carmel shutting out Bloomsburg 27-0. Southern Columbia 28, Montoursville nothing at the half. Jersey Shore up 15-0 over Baldigal area there in the second. And scores in the second quarter, Upper Dauphin 8, Pine Grove nothing. And South Williamsport 14 Milton 7, senior night tonight at Alumni Field in Milton. We'll go back to senior night in the Grove. As the Seals are up 7-6 over Danville, we'll get first-half stats from the Z-Man, the stat man, Zach Showers. Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess will have our second-half play-by-play in just a few. Stay right here. This is Seals Football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com, driven by Seals Grove 4. Honey, now what are you doing? I'm listening for the best pumpkin sounds. That works with watermelons. Not pumpkins. Why are you knocking on all of them? I want to pick out the ones that are going to fly the farthest and smash the best. Oh, right. You and the pumpkin chunkin'. Well, at least leave some for other people. You're embarrassing me. Ooh, the corn cannon. I'm so torn between the pumpkin chunkin', the corn cannon. I just can't decide. Oh, brother. I'm heading to the Coles Hayride. Bye. Get your tickets for the events at Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm. Visit colesstonyhill.mazeplay.com or colesstonyhill.com for maize and Christmas shop hours. Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, located on Mexico Road, Milton, or at colesstonyhill.com. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. Eagle 107. 107. On Eagle 107, Rob Center will wake you up every morning at 5 a.m. with the Rock and Roll Morning Show. Rob helps you get your workday started with the 107-minute superset with the most music to start your workday. And it's all on Eagle 107. Be given the stats here. We're at halftime. Seals Grow leading Danville 7-6. to six. Seals Grove trailed 6-0 and were able to get a touchdown with 2.17 to go in the first half. Nate Schoen getting his eighth rushing touchdown of the season from 10 yards out. Seals Grove had a chance to kick a field goal to try to put them up 10-6, but it was blocked. So Seals Grove right now leading 7-6 over the Danville Ironman. Looking at the numbers, first team numbers, Seals Grove just five first downs. They have run the ball for 133 yards on the ground. 13 yards passing for the Seals Grove Seals. So a total 146 yards. And again, 133 of them coming on the ground for the Seals Grove Seals. Big number there, eight penalties for Seals Grove for 62 yards. A lot of them coming early in that first quarter for the Seals Grove Seals. They do have one interception. Danny dropped back under a heavy pressure hit. The ball fluttered, and Danville get their 14th interception of the season of the Danny Shock pass there. Looking at Danville, again, trailing 7-6, but they have nine first downs on the night. 15 yards rushing. Seals Grove defense continues to be big in the rushing department, giving up just 15 yards. But passing, Riley's been sharp, and he's been able to find guys who are filling in at the uh, wide receiver position because 
The two Persings, Ian and Carson, are not here tonight. They did not make the trip to Sealands Grove, so they've had to go to backups and move guys around, and they're putting up 119 yards in that first half. So a total of 134 yards for the Danville Ironman in that first half, just three penalties for 30 yards. They have an interception uh, that Nyland got from off of uh, uh, Riley, and also a fumble recovery by Schoen, where Riley was not able to cleanly take the snap. It fumbled it on the ground, and Nate Schoen jumped on top of it. So looking at those team numbers there, you got to like the 133 yards, and that's what Seals Grove will look to do uh, potentially in the second half, continue with the running game as they're able to put up 133 in that first half. There, there are three numbers that just jump off the page to me there. The, the 133 yards rushing for the Seals Grove Seals, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, as a matter of fact, that's something we've been talking about for a long time, that we would really like to see that run game established, especially in a big game like this one. The second one is the 119 yards that they have, Danville has, throwing the ball. Um, Caden Riley is a good quarterback. I, I've gained a tremendous amount of respect for that kid tonight. And, I th- and the third number is is that we have eight penalties for 62 yards. Think of where we'd be if we didn't have those 62 yards. We would be so far ahead of the game right now. And we go back right to the beginning of the game. We, we didn't even have a snap before we had a penalty. And then Dean Hollenbach had a nice run. That was taken back on a penalty. And then he had another nice run to try to offset the penalty. And then there was a penalty on that play, too. And it just threw that possession right out, out the window. And, again, we've had guys jumping off sides to give – Danville an easy five yards so there's been a lot of things to clean up and like you said that's something that jumps off eight penalties for 62 yards so 62 yards of penalties only 13 in passing a number that you'd like to see flipped there in that first half and see if Seals Grove can make those changes here in the second half look at individual numbers as you talk about Riley good high school numbers for a complete game and he has it in the first half 14 for 18, 119 yards, a touchdown, and he does have the one interception. His main target tonight has been Dressler, who's filled in the wide receiver position. He has five catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. And also Sittler, who came in tonight with just three catches, he doubles that with three catches for 31 yards for the Danville Ironman. And also Harris has three catches for 18 yards in the passing department for the Ironman. On the ground, Riley, five carries, 23 yards, and he has a fumble. Harris, their leading rusher on the night, excuse me, he's the second leader rusher, but he only has one yard on three carries. And also, like we talked about, their leading rusher coming in tonight was Dressler, but he's been moved to wide receiver after he had 69 carries for 373 yards and three touchdowns on the season. He's had to go to wide receiver, taken away from his rushing ability, and it's shown Seals Grove's been able to stop the rush. For Seals Grove, individual numbers, first in the rushing department, Nate shown nine carries, 89 yards and a touchdown. Almond, two carries and very tough, 17 yards. Hollenbach, three carries for 11 yards, but some of those taken back on penalties as we talked about danny shock five carries for 10 yards in the passing department danny shock just two for five 13 yards and that interception we talked about both nyland and Kans have one catch apiece along uh and he has both under 10 yards on those catches so again the running game's been good no reason to go away from that and then see if that sparks the passing game when you need those three and four or five yard pickups you don't need home runs from your passing department and see if that's something that helps gain confidence for danny and his receivers here in the second half that's a good point, Pat, because it, it always seems like we need home runs when we're throwing the ball. It would be nice to be able to throw in, to throw in, in situations where they're not expecting us to throw. 
and to be able to rely on a short passing game, but we, we haven't been able to because of the 15-yard penalties and the 10-yard penalties and, and things like that. I really think the story of the game so far is the adjustments that Danville has made with their offense, given the fact that they don't have the, the both the Persing boys, who are their top receivers. They've moved running backs to wide receiver. They pretty much, except for two plays, I believe, they've abandoned their wing tee, and, and they've only used, they've shown this before. They've shown the four wides with a single back and a short quarterback and shotgun. They've shown that, but not to the extent that they have tonight. And they haven't done all the throwing out of that like they did tonight so far. And as I said, the story is, is to me, is Caden Riley and, and how well he's thrown the ball uh, to, those, to those running backs and, and whoever else is playing receiver for them tonight. And you talk again about Riley, 14 for 18, 119 yards and a touchdown, but trailing at halftime, Seals Grove leading 7-6 to six to the Danville Ironman. Again, Seals Grove coming in as well with all the confidence on a three-game win streak, trying to make it four in a row to improve the 6-3, and three, while the Danville Ironman coming here tonight losing three in a row. When you look back on how it's unfolded for them, I mean, the Danville Ironman looking at the fact that they were beat by Shimoka, a team that they felt they could compete with. They lost by seven, got blown out by Montoursville that uh, week prior to that, 46 to 14. And before that, they lost 41 to seven. So they had not played well. They're going through a transition of a, a new coach coming in uh, and, and filling things in. And they were being beat three games in a row. Their last win was against Milton, 49-12, to and Milton's not having a very good year. So that wasn't necessarily a game that you really could feel where you're at on the season. So Seals Grove, again, you had coming in with all the confidence, three-game three game win streak, Danville's down, going through changes, a lot of stressors. Seals Grove not taking advantage of that here in that first half. They do lead 7-6, but it, it should be that close. I would want to absolutely dominate this team if I were the Seals Grove coach right now. I would be demanding that we dominate this Danville team. They have everything stacked against them for this game. They're playing away at Seals Grove. Seals Grove isn't an easy place to play. Um, they, they don't have their, their great receivers. Uh, they, they've gone to a different format a little bit offensively. It Everything is, is in place for what should be a dominant win by Seals Grove. And we've got to turn that into one now. It's time we turn the corner here and do that. And, and I, I'd like to know... I don't want to go here, but I'm going to. Uh, Jim Kaiser is is a friend of mine. He is the, the Danville coach who left that program earlier this year. I believe they're 0-3 since he left the program, and I think they were 4-1 before he left the program. Jim Kaiser is is one of the finest men I have ever met in my life. I'm not sure what happened up there. I don't know any of the details, but whatever it is, it has really been a disruptor for that community and for this football program. And I feel bad for Jim Kaiser. I think that he's, he is, I don't think, I know it, he is a quality person. And I hate to see things like that happen to a good man like Jim Kaiser. And that's just one and another obstacles that Danville's been dealing with as young men, you know, 13 to 18 years old, 14 to 18. And boy, for them to come here tonight, Playing against a team like Seals Grove has been on the roll as they have been. You got to give a lot of credit for what they've been able to do as young men in their preparation for the Seals Grove Seals on the road. So it'd only be down seven six in a game that was not clean by any means by Seals Grove in that first half. You know you got to feel good about where you're at for the Danville Army. But the Seals Grove Seals will kick it to the Danville Army as we wrap up halftime. Here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, getting ready for the second half as Seals Grove will look to go on the defensive side first. They do lead 7-6. Nate showing the lone touchdown of the night for the Seals Grove Seals, and the second half is underway. Kyle Rule kicks it to the deep man at the 10. 
And as he cuts it back to the 20, and still going, as I see number 17, and that's Persing, he is in the game. So the, the whatever the situation was, it was a first-half uh, discipline by the Danville Ironman, and he's on the return man on that and showed us freshness and his ability to take the ball on the return out to the 34-yard line, and that's where Danville will take over first down in 10. I don't yet see Ian Persing, but I do see the freshman Carson Persing. So they split trips to the left to the Danville Ironman. First down and 10. Taking a snap is Riley. Throws it out there for Persing. Making the catch. Get away from a defender. Still going up the left sideline. Shakes the defender as he gets it just short of midfield as he's going to take it to the 48-yard line before he's bounced out of bounds. But it'll be a first down pickup for the Danville Ironman. Danville ran a trips formation left. They threw it to the inside receiver on a bubble screen. That was Persing who had a nice game. He avoided some blockers, or tacklers, excuse me, and, and had a nice game, got a first down. He's a 5'8", 145-pound freshman, came in with 34 catches on the season. Rolling to the right is Riley. Be hit right at midfield, host the blue shirts until the whistle blows. Got Makai Showers, Schoen, Almond, Schaefer, Metzger, you name it. They were in on the stop there, but they are going to give him a two-yard pickup. To midfield, it'll be a second down and eight for the Danville Ironman. Just started the second half. Seals Grove leading 7-6. That was a design quarterback run out of a shotgun for uh, for uh, uh, Riley, and uh, he only got two yards, thank goodness. We saw his ability to run. We talked about his dual threat ability as he came in over 1,500 yards passing and close to 400 yards rushing. Quickly out of the huddle come the Danville Ironman. Twins to each side. Man goes in motion from left to right. That's Persing. But Riley looking left. Deep down the left sideline looking for Drexler. Dressler and then out of his hands. Wow. That was a beautifully thrown pass, and that was a same look as Danville had for the touchdown reception, but this one's going to fall incomplete, and it's going to be a third down and eight for the Danville Army at midfield. Yeah, the receiver just ran straight downfield. Again, they were in, in their quads. They were in four wide receivers. Receiver ran straight downfield. The quarterback, Riley, just threw it perfectly right in the breadbasket, right over his shoulder, and it went through his hands, and he missed it. So third down play here for the Danville Ironman. Just underway here in the second half, 10.50 to go. Seals Grove leading at this point, 7-6. Dresser goes in motion from left to right. Riley looking left, though, under heavy pressure, gets away from that man. Still going, he's at midfield. Up the left sideline, close to the sticks, and then driven out of bounds by Kissinger, and there's going to be a flag on the play. It looked like he was going to stop him just short of the first down, but he kept his momentum going after they went out of bounds, and the flags are going to be thrown. Yeah, and uh, I, I think they're going to call that on Steve Kissinger. They're going to say it was a late hit, but it was really just a, a little bit of a sho- an extra shove at the end of the play. I don't think Steve was trying to do anything bad there, but just an aggressive mistake on Steve's part. That's a personal so foul. they're going to walk this personal foul off against the Seals Grove Seals. March that off, and Danville will have first down. As Danville will now have first down, and they are moving. This is the first possession of the second half, and Danville... Got a little extra pep in their step at this point. As we talk about, Persing didn't play in the first half, but he's been a factor here on this drive already. He's in the right slot position as Danville moved inside Seals Grove 30-yard line. Dresser goes in motion. It's going to be a screen pass to Harris. He makes the catch, makes a man miss to the 20. He's at the 15, inside the 10, down close to the 9-yard line. Be tackled by Shock, 
What a good executed play by Danville. They're in business inside the Seals Grove 10-yard line. Danville could not have had a better play called at that time. Seals Grove had blitzers coming off the right side of our defense. They threw a perfectly set-up screen pass right over their heads. Quickly to the line of scrimmage to the Ironman. Blitz being shown by Seals Grove. They step out of it. Long count by Riley. He's going to keep it off the left side. Trying to get to the five. It met. It driven out of bounds at about the five-yard line. A host of blue shirts involved in the stop there. Metzger also over there. Micaiah Showers and Danny Shock as Riley was trying to get to the five-yard line. And, boy, he's lucky to get there. It's going to be second down. Goal to go for the five. Under ten minutes to go here in the third period. Seals Grove leading seven to six. Trips to the right this time for Riley. Taking a step. Looking right. Going to throw it out to Persig. And almost intercepted by Brandon Heil. But it's going to hit the turf. Brandon Heil had a beat on it. It was intended for Persig. But it falls incomplete. Third down. Goal to go. Almost a pick. That was a trips right by Danville. They had three right, three wide receivers to the right. Again, when the ball was snapped, they took the inside receiver and they dropped him back into the outside in a bubble screen, and they threw the ball out there, but it was a bad throw, and and Brandon Heil almost came up with a pick on that. Third down, goal to go for Danville. Trailing 7-6 with 9.40 to go here in the third period, but they have it at the Sealers Grove five-yard line. Trips to the right. Riley in the shotgun, taking a snap. Under suppressor, rolling to his right, trying to take off. It'll be slammed to the turf by, again, a host of blue shirts. Nate Joe gets out flexing, and also Ryan Ahmed. And give credit to Micaiah Showers. That's a big defensive play by the Seals Grove Seals. That's that's the biggest of the night as far as I'm that's a That's a huge one. That That's huge. And, and they're going to come out and try to kick a field goal here. And with the sack, it pushes the ball all the way out to the 15-yard line. So they'll spot the ball down at the 22, making this a 32-yard field goal for Riley, the quarterback slash kicker, he's a left-footed kicker, and he just came off of that sack, having to peel himself off the turf, and now we're going to have the whistle before he gets whistled off because it sailed through the upright, but there's a flag on the play before this one got snapped. See what the call is here. They're going to call offsides against Seals Grove to give them another Mm -hmm. five yards to make this a much more manageable field goal, even though Riley showed on that kick there, even though the whistle stopped, he has plenty of leg. Yeah, he's got plenty of leg for that kick. It wouldn't have mattered. But So Seals Grove watches Danville walk off five yards. So now they'll spot it down at the 17-yard line. So looking at... A 27-yard field goal by Riley, trying to give Danville the lead. Kick is up, plenty of distance, and it is good. So at 8.49 to go here in the third to Danville Ironman, an impressive drive, worked the ball down the field. Seals Grove's able to hold them to a field goal, but the Danville Ironman take the lead as they now lead 9-7 with 8.49 to go here in the third period. Danville right now is leading this game because they have played a very good finesse offense. They, they, they're running screens at the right time. They're, they're running um, the quarterback is, is running on design quarterback runs at the right time. Um, they're throwing the ball well, they're catching the ball. It's just it's a, it's a tough situation, but we've got to eliminate these, uh, these penalties. 
And I'll say that's the other thing. The penalties have not hurt them. They haven't had just big miscues. Sales Grove on the other end has had that and put themselves in very difficult situations. And right now, that's the big difference in this ball game. And like you said, with everything that Danville's doing, top the fact that they're not hurt themselves with penalties, and they had the lead now. They lead it nine to seven over Sealsgrove. Remember, Sealsgrove had a field goal blocked at the end of the first half that would have given them the lead. But now they trail 9-7. And this this is a dogfight right now, and, and Sealsgrove, they've got to win this dogfight at this point. Number 52 will kick this one away, and that's Brady Hill has a good foot driving Nyland back to his two. He's up the right sideline, looking for a big crease there. He's got one. Still going. Crosses the 40, and there's Flax. But I, and Siddler for Danville celebrating and telling everyone to come back. That field goal by Danville finished off a nine-play drive covering 56 yards. Took three minutes and three seconds. Finished off by that 27-yard field goal by Riley. And right now, Danville leads 9-7 to here in the third period with 8.41 to go. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Block in the back against Seals Grove. Again, a good return. We talked about how special teams are a big part of what Seals Grove's been able to do here in this three-game stretch. But now on the flip side, it's been hurting them. The returns have been good. They've been getting good yardage with a set-up. Great field position, but really hurt themselves on unnecessary penalties. High formation behind Danny. Two wide receivers to the left. Danny turns, gives it to Schoen. He's got some room. Into the second level. Bounces off the tackle beyond the 33, out close to the 34-yard line. Goes Nate Schoen. He continues to add to his numbers. Very impressive in that first half for your junior running back. Nate Schoen finished the first half with 89 yards and a touchdown. He's working his way towards 100 yards. Seals Grove trying to do that in back-to-back games to have a running back over 100 yards. And that last play was a fullback blast. Um, uh, Almond uh, led to the right and, and absolutely kicked the um, the defensive end's butt out there, and we got nice yards on that. It's at the 34-yard line. Go to Schoen again. He's going to be hit. Nope. He's going to be hit. Looked like he was going to get away from a defender, but he's hit. And Sittler and Harris helped finish off that play. First guy in on the tackle, number 18, C.J. Ott. And that's going to be stopped right before the 35-yard line at the 34. So no gain there. And it sets up a third and short for the Seals, trying to move the chains. It's third and manageable now. We'll take that. Third and two and a half, third and three. We'll take that. We can manage that distance. Seals Grove trailing 9-7 to seven with 7.28 to go here in the third. Dandy under center. Takes a snap. Three-step drop. Rolling to his right. Looking downfield. Looking for Christian Kantz. Christian Kantz able to make the catch in midfield. That's the biggest offensive pass play of the game for the Seals Grove Seals as Christian Kantz make a huge play to get the first down into Danville territory at the 49-yard line. That was a heck of an effort by Danny Schock and Christian Kans because that thing was actually, uh, that was a, a play where uh, Schoen came out of there, excuse me, um, the quarterback came out of the backfield because he couldn't find an open receiver, and Kans just, just found an opening and got open for him, and he delivered it. 17-yard pass play from Schock to Kans for the first down. Give it to the fullback. Second level right on it. Runs over his defender at the 40-yard line. And takes for Singh inside the 35, down to the 33-yard line. 
That's a muscle run. And guys popping off all of it like popcorn as he takes it inside the 35 to the 33-yard line. Ryan Amit had no intention of making a cut on that run. He, he, was, he was going north-south, no other direction, and he ran a few guys over. That was a tough run. And if he would have kept going south, he was headed to the south pole the way he ran that one. Give it to him again. Pulled his way to the 30-yard line to pick up two, two yards. And we, as we've said, don't get bored with that. Talk about wearing down a defense. You keep doing that, and you're going to wear down a defense, and you're going to end up breaking one here. Absolutely, especially if you finish with a, with a touchdown on something like this. You are going to take the wind out of their sails. They're going to give them a three-yard pickup, second down and a long seven for the Seals Grove Seals, trying to answer the field goal by the Danville Ironman. Seals Grove trailing nine to seven. Blitz coming. Give it to Schoen. Off the right side. Big burst. He's going to slide and fall just short of the 20-yard line, but he's going to have enough for Seals Grove first down, and I'm falling in love with this drive. Uh, that, that was a fullback blast. Everybody down blocked on the right side. The fullback led on the outside backer and kicked his butt again, and Nate turned it right up behind that fullback's kickout block on the right side and got some nice yards. Statement drive here for the Seals Grove Seals. And I'm not even going to say anything about that yellow laundry. We haven't seen it in this drive. Gives it a deep man shown. Looking for a block from Almond. Runs away from a defender at the 20. Got to pull his way inside the 15 and mark him down at the 14-yard line. No niftiness there. All power. And you love it from your junior running back as he takes it inside of the 15 down to the 14-yard line. Seven-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and three for the Seals. Nate Schoen finished that run by punishing Caden Riley, um, Danville's quarterback who's playing defense right now. He absolutely knocked him backwards and planted him on that, on that run. Second down and short for the Seals at the Danville 14-yard line. Turn, give it to the fullback, Ryan Aubin. Pulling his way, trying to get to the 11-yard line. Looks like he'll be just short of the 11, but now it's a matter of a spot whether it's enough for a first down or not. It's not, but we'll take third and one any day. And let's get two when you need one. Yeah, let's not throw the ball. Let's run the ball. Run it again. Next two downs, just keep running it. It's third and about uh, six inches. Flex your muscles. Danny Schock following behind Trey Bainey. That's enough for Seals Grove first down as he's going to take it inside the 10 down to the nine-yard line. And power running at this point. When they needed it, they had it at the 14. It was, it was second and short. They went with a quick run, and then they just needed inches, gave it to Danny, and he got the first down. Now it's first down and goal to go from the nine-yard line for the Seals, trailing nine to seven, trying to answer the Danville field goal. Turn, give it to Schoen, run it to the outside. There's flags. He's at the five goal line. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. But There's a flag on the play, folks. Check for the flag, flag here and why they talk it out. I want to remind you that the Philadelphia Eagles are on Sunday night as they visit Dallas on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at 7.30, kickoff at 8.20 with Bo Reese and Mike Quick on Eagle 107. So their first penalty here go against the Seals Grove Seals. So instead of a touchdown run, number nine for Nate Schoen, there's a holding call, and it's a spot foul. So it's going to drive them back beyond the... 15-yard line, close to the 20-yard line, so it's going to be first down goal to go for the 19. Oh, man. Big penalty. Seals Grove had eight up in that first half, and they have first big one here in the second half. 
Eye formation behind Danny. Got some movement. What's going on? We got a whistle here before we got started. The official comes in and says official timeout here, and he's talking to Nate Schoen and Ryan Almit. He may not have clocked the game back into play here, and now he does. They reset the play clock to 25. Danny under center. Wyatt Metzger split to the left. Give it to the deep man shown. He's got some room. 10, 5. Touchdown, Steelers Grove Seals. Lead right. Lead right by Nate Schoen, led by Ryan Almond. And, and I'll tell you what, Nate Schoen went in untouched. The offensive line on that drive just took over this football game because they established the Seals running game. Great job. Great drive by the offensive line. I don't know anything about that. That doggone uh, hold we had two plays ago, or two, a play ago, but I don't care. We got in. As Rule will attempt the extra point here, trying to push the lead to 14-9. to nine. Got some movement up front. Didn't see a flag, and now there's a stop oh, man. and a whistle here. It's false start against Seals Grove on the extra point try here. Seals Grove needing this extra point. Trying to push the lead out to 14-9. to nine. You know how some some factories they 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 pay you by the number of pieces you put out per hour. You think these officials are on peace rate tonight? Wow, they're throwing the flag. Every, it seems like every other play. Looks like a laundromat. It does. So Kyle Rule will tempt the extra point here after the penalty. Snaps good, holds good. The kick is blocked again. Right up the middle. Too. Look, it's it's Riley coming through. The athletic Riley. They're celebrating with number 52 Hill as well, but. These are crucial points being missed, and we take it for granted a lot of times in Seals Grove that you make your extra point and we go kick off. But the last two extra points have been blocked, and there's got to be a big conversation about what's going on there. Not the last two extra points, but the field goal to tip the end of the first half, and now the extra point here, both were blocked. So Seals Grove lead is at 13-9 with 4.08 to go here in the third period following a 10-play impressive 84-yard drive taking four minutes and 13 seconds finished off by that 19-yard touchdown run number nine for nate shown the extra point is blocked the seals grove able to regain the lead as they now lead 13 to nine here in the third period with 408 and with that run by nate shown he now has 14 carries 133 yards and two touchdowns for the seals grove seals that's all part of the scoring drive there brought to you by Sealands Grove Ford, sponsoring our drive summary. I'll be interested in seeing what defensive uh, changes we've made this time. Because our, our rush is not getting to the quarterback quickly enough, but it's setting up their screen pass really well. So we'll see what Derek does. Swip kick goes to the up man here, not looking to kick it to the freshman per Singh, who had a good return. This one goes to number three. Mason Rout, he's a freshman, 155 pounds, 5'10", but a good field position to the 34-yard line for the Danville Ironman, who are now trying to answer the touchdown run by the Seals Grove Seals. Again, Seals Grove, an impressive 10-play drive, covering 74 yards, taking 4 minutes and 13 seconds. That's the Seals Grove Ford corrected at drive summary. <laughs> Self-inflicted correction there. Thank you, Zach. You got it. 
Zach is right on it. Best of the biz. Here comes Makai Shower off the blitz. Quick throw this time. It bounces. Pick the ball up just in case. All right. They call it incomplete. It was going out there for freshman Persing. And it falls incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10. I think Danville threw their rhythm off a little bit on that play because they were trying to hard count us in a worse kind of way. And they never really got the, the snap real well. The quarterback never really got the ball seated in his hand. Couldn't deliver a throw on a bubble screen there. Remember the last possession, they went up to a hurry up. They were getting up to the line of scrimmage quickly. They went in a huddle here. They come out, sending wide receivers to each side. One back in the backfield is Harris. Set in motion is Riley from right to left. That's Carson Riley, and we're going to have a flag on the play. Got a penalty. I think this one's on Danville. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. It was uh, thrown as, just as the ball was snapped, so they must have movement. Well, they're going to walk this one off and remind you that tomorrow night, the Nittany Lions host Michigan. Join Steve Jones, Jack Ham, Roger Corey, Matt McGoin at 6 for the tailgate show. Kickoff at 7.30 on News Radio 1070 WKOK. WKOK.com, and of course, on our Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. So that's a penalty going to be walked off against the Danville Ironman. Put the ball inside of their own 30 at the 29 yard line. And we have a special visitor with me right now is my granddaughter, Ella Walter. Ella Walter coming in. Enjoying the, the, the heat up here in the booth, huh? Feels yep. good up here, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. She's going to watch this play. She wants the Seals come up with a big defensive play. They're coming with the blitz. Harris gets the pass, tackled by Ryan Ovid. And just like you wanted to see, it's exactly the play you wanted, wasn't it? That's exactly right. We, we defended the screen. Great job by Ryan Ahmed. They're sniffing that out and a short tackle and a flat. Great job, Ryan. Be a third down and long here. And they're going to be forced into a long play here. We're going to give the microphone and let's see. So... You don't want to talk? Oh, my gosh. What family are you from? You're from the Hess family. You've got to talk. Just say, go Seals. Say, go Seals. Say your name. Go Seals. And your name? Ella Walter. There you All go. right, Ella. This is going to be the big defensive play here for the Seals Grow Seals. Ella's calling for it. Riley drops back. Heavy pressure. Hit. The ball gets away. And Persee is going to make the catch on the deep slant. Defended well by Hoover, but well, what an unbelievable throw again by the junior quarterback under a heavy pressure from Schaefer, and they get a big first down out to the 49-yard line. Unbelievable effort by Caden Riley, Danville's quarterback, getting hit and threw a strike down the field. Gets the first down, and they get up to the line of scrimmage quick, and here comes Riley with the run. He's at the second level. Still going inside the 40 down to the 35 yard line the dual threat that time he shows on two plays one the beautiful pass to pick up the first down to Bersink, and this with a design run and he picks up another first down to the Seals Grove 35 yard line that, that young man is impressive you've got to give him credit where credit is due and um, two plays ago play before last Carson Bersing had a heck of a catch on that play so Danville now trying to answer the touchdown by the Seals Grove Seals at the Seals Grove 35-yard line. Two wide receivers to each side. Harris dancing behind Riley. In motion is Dressler. Keeper by Riley once again. Fighting room off the left side. He's going to get 11. He's going to have another first down for the Danville Ironman as he moves the ball inside the 25 down to the 24-yard line. And no... 
better time than see a bend but not break mentality by the Seals Grove defense as Danville is just finding lots of room against the Seals Grove defense. You've got to credit the left side of Danville's offensive line that play because they, they really got movement on our defensive front that time. And Riley was untouched for the first five yards. Benjamin and Simmons for the Danville Ironman, creating room for the design run by Riley. Shotgun formation. Riley's going to keep it. This time he's going to the right, being chased from behind, spinning away from a guy, hit hard at the 20-yard line. Beatty was the guy trying to get to him, but then he was finished off hard right at the 20-yard line. If they pick up a four, it'll be a second down and six for the Danville Ironman. They do trail 13-9 with 1.33 to go here in the third period. Official timeout. We have a man down on the field. Looks like Riley trying to get himself together on the far side. We have a break in the action. So with the 13-9 lead for the Seals, let's send it back to Sean for other updated scores going on around the Valley. All right, Pat, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Lewisburg just scored early fourth quarter on 100.9 the Valley. They've taken the lead 21-14 over Central Columbia. In the fourth quarter, Shemokin is leading Shikalemi. That game live on WKOK 20-7. Also across the Valley, early third quarter, Loyal Sock 23, Warrior Run 14. Montgomery up 16-6 over Kalineski Valley in the fourth. Tri-Valley leads Line Mountain 13-10 in the fourth. Also in the fourth quarter, Mifflinburg has regained the lead 20 120 over Central Mountain. Mount Carmel blanking Bloomsburg. Actually, Bloomsburg just avoided the shutout 41 7 in the third. And Southern Columbia shutting out Montoursville there in the fourth 35 0. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Pat and Dave, back to you. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate all the updated scores going on games around the valley. And the one biggie here, Southern Columbia leading Montoursville. That was built up as the big game of the week. And understandably so. Both teams going in and undefeated. But Southern's on a whole different level, and they're beating Montoursville 35 to nothing. So they have officially um, mercy-ruled Montoursville, who is undefeated. Unbelievable. The only teams they've given up points to, Jersey Shore scored 14 on them, and South Williamsport scored six. Other than that, it's been shutouts in the remaining seven games by the Southern Columbia Tigers, including Hammond to open up the season down in South Carolina, or North Carolina, where they were able to beat them. South Carolina, and that was a 36 nothing game. And boy, everyone was talking about it at work and different places about, wow, I thought that Hammond would be a better team. I thought they'd give them a better matchup. And I looked at them and said, they are good. Hammond's very good. They're very good. But just unfortunately, Southern is just that much better. They're extremely talented. Southern was just, I watched every play of that game. Southern was just better. They were tougher. I think they were in better shape. I think they were stronger. It looked to me like Southern had an offseason, Hammond didn't. Because Hammond has guys going Division One, yeah, and South Carolina, and different places, and but uh, I told him I said, you know, that Southern's just that good. You're absolutely right. Southern is just that good, and Hammond is good. After the injury timeout, there, Danville has it at the 20-yard line. Persing comes in. He's playing the quarterback position. It was Riley who went off the field, so Persing lines up in the shotgun formation. We think it's going to be a keeper here, possibly for Persing. Second down and six. He gets it. He will keep it. Wiggles. And he's got inside of the 15-yard line as you stretch it out. Very close to a first down marker. Looks like they'll mark it right at the 15. So this is going to be a third down in very short. Third down one or even less for the Danville Armament trying to pick up the first down as Persing will make his way to the sideline. 
and come back out with the call to his offensive mates on this third down. Under a minute to go here in the third. Seals Grove leading at this point 13 to 9. This time for Sink under center. Long back in the backfield is Harris. Long count. Persink takes it. Trying to pull his way off the right side. He's going to get inside the 20-yard line. So that looks like it'll be enough for a first down, but no signal yet by the official. Good job by that defense, though, up front. And there's no call for a first down yet. That's fourth down and a half yard to go for Danville. Good defense by the Seals defensive front. They they just absolutely stymied that quarterback uh, sneak that we, that we just saw out of Danville. I think what's impressive right now to me, too, is Carson Persing is a freshman wide receiver for Danville, one of their leading receivers, who now took over for their junior quarterback who's out. Well, with that play, we flipped sides of the field on a big fourth down and inches for the Danville Ironman. Seals Grove lead at this point 13-9 as we move into the fourth quarter. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove Seals football and all athletes because like sports teams, Weaver's Tire's customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football, no matter where you live, and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. Weaver's Tire Service, Route 11 Northumberland, weaverstires.com, and on Facebook. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. A week ago, senior Dean Hollenbach went over 100 yards with 103 yards against the Central Mountain Wildcats in the victory over the Wildcats for the Seals, 38-21. Now Nate Jones gone over 130 yards. Back-to-back games with a rusher over 100 yards. For Seals Grove, they're trying to use that momentum to get a win here. Right now they lead 13-9, but Danville has it at the Seals Grove 15-yard line. Third, or excuse me, fourth down and inches. Now proceeding in a shotgun formation. He's got Harris offset to the left of him. Seals Grove trying to get Danville to jump. High snap to Persing off the right side. Going to make a guy miss, go underneath the tackle. He's got enough. For a first down for the Danville Ironman, as per seeing design keeper that time, and Seals Grove unable to stop him, just short of the 12-yard line. They're going to mark it just at about the 12, so it's going to be first down and 10 for the Danville Ironman at the Seals Grove 12-yard line. Fourth and inches, Danville came out and put four wide receivers, quarterback and shotgun. He ran to the right and got the first down. Tough one. That's, that's a tough one. Looking for a smoking damn health center backbreaker play of the game. Love to see a de- big defensive play here as a candidate for the Seals. Persing's going to hand off to Harris. Hit the backfield and he goes down. Beautiful play that time. Is that Makai Showers racing through for the tackle for loss. Great job by the senior linebacker for the Seals. I'm impressed with Makai Showers on that play. He, he, uh, he avoided blockers. He found a window through the line of scrimmage there and, and, and got a clean shot on the running back. Solid tackle in the backfield. They were asking you to support the Seals Grove girls basketball team. They're selling calendars. And if you buy one from Murphy, she had a lot of good luck with people who bought calendars from Murphy. I think about seven people won on Murphy's sold calendars. But 
get your calendar today. Check in with anybody that's on the junior high basketball team. And they're only $10. You get three months of a chances to win. Evening number, pick three. It's a great opportunity for a quick $10 and a nice donation to the SEALs basketball program, the Lady SEALs. You also get an opportunity to win money for three months. Not a bad deal. So we will get ourselves out. Murphy will be looking for you. You can message me. Let me know you want one, too. Pat, I'll I'll take one. All right. There's one right there, Murphy. She's the seller. She's the saleswoman. She'd send me a picture of it and said, put it over the air. And look at it. The power of communication. And you got one sold already, Murphy. (laughs) See if we get another one before the night's end. Message me if you want a calendar. Nope. I think Raise some money for the Seals Grove Lady Seals Basketball Junior High Program and eventually for the varsity program as well. So it's the entire program of the Seals Grove Seals by your calendar today. Just 10 bucks, three months worth. Second down and long for Danville. Riley back in the game, rolling to his right. Look at Dell right sideline. He's got Persing who got by Nyland, and that's a touchdown for the Danville Ironman. Riley took the snap, got pressure, ran to his right, threw the ball across his body, never squared the shoulders line of scrimmage, threw the ball across his body, and hit the receiver in stride in the back corner of the end zone. This kid is playing like he's in the NFL tonight. It's unreal the throws that the Riley is making. And that was his first play back in from being, I think he got shaken up a little bit a little while ago. And he came back in. and Boy. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe he threw that to Carson Bersing. Absolutely. The fresh and wide receiver who was playing um, quarterback in his place. Impressive throw and catch. Nyland had decent coverage out there, but Riley dropped it in for the touchdown. And now he attempts the extra point. And it is good. So the Danville Ironman answer the Seals Grove touchdown, regained the lead. They now lead with 11 minutes to go here in the ball game. They regained the lead as they lead 16 to 13 over the Seals Grove Seals. As the Danville Ironman complete another impressive 11 play drive covering 66 yards, took five minutes and four seconds. The extra point good. And here in the fourth quarter, the Danville Ironman take the lead, 16-13, 15-yard reception by Persing. That's the Seals grow forward, drive summary. And right now, the Seals are are feeling the, the hurt from not getting those two extra points because if we'd have one more point, if we would have gotten one of those, we'd be within a field goal of winning this football game right now. Now we're within a field goal of tying it. The kickoff is number 52. So number 52 for the Danville Ironman will kick this one away. And, of course, that's Brady Hill, the junior, back Nyland and four. That was Hollabach, excuse me, standing at the five-yard line, looking to get a great return. They've had a lot of success in the return team, looking to get great field position here for the Seals as they'll look to try to answer the Danville Ironman. Touchdown, they now lead. Danville leads 16-13. to High kick is going to be taken by Hollenbach at the 12. Running to the right. 25. Turns over to speed at the 40. And it's going to be driven out of bounds by Dresser at the 45-yard line. Love that burst by Dean Hollenbach to take it for what looked to be maybe at the 35. He put it in another gear and takes it beyond the 45-yard line to the 46-yard line. 
Uh, again, a wall right by the, the Seals return team. Our return teams are good. I, I love our kickoff return. I love our punt return. Again, that was just a, that was a, a good kickoff return. Gave us good field position. So Seals Grove again trying to answer the Danville touchdown. They start with great field position at their own 46-yard line. Eye formation behind Danny. Turn. Give it to Schoen. Dances in the backfield. Shakes a defender up the right sideline. Gets a block from Danny. Still going to the 40. Shakes a defender. He's at the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. Wow, nice play. They, they tried to run uh, a dive left out of their with their tailback, and it got blown up at the point of attack, and um, uh, Schoen just reverse field, got outside. Danny, Danny Schock picked up a nice block for him on the outside to the right, and he went the distance. Great run. As he gets his 10th touchdown, rushing touchdown of the season, does Nate Schoen. The extra point for the Seals. And like you said, Danny didn't quit on the play. He got out ahead, ran interference. You don't always have to make a block. Sometimes just run interference with a defender. Schoen ran underneath of him, shook off the last couple of defenders, and took it in for the touchdown. Kyle Rule will kick the extra point. It's up, and it's good. Answer, answer, answer by both teams. Now we're looking for a big defensive stop for the Seals. Right, that, that was a huge touchdown. That got the momentum back in our favor. Now we have a four-point margin, 20-16. to 16. They can't tie us or beat us with a field goal right now. We've got to continue to play great defense. 10-39 left in this football game in the fourth quarter. And given a rundown of those touchdowns, when you go back to the... S- Started the second quarter. It was all knotted up 0-0. Dressler would get a 26-yard touchdown reception for Danville, completing a 10-play drive. Nate Schoen got his eighth touchdown of the season on a two-play drive. And then Danville came back on a nine-play drive, got a field goal from 27 yards, put him up 9-7. Schoen had a 19-yard touchdown run, completing a 10-play drive. The extra point was blocked. Seals Grove led 13-9. That would be the score at the end of the third quarter. Persing got the touchdown reception from Riley to complete 11-play drive. The extra point good, and Danville with 11 minutes to go here in the ballgame led 16-13. Seals Grove, one-play drive, covering 54 yards. Nate Schoen gets his 10th rushing touchdown of the season. The extra point good, and Seals Grove now leading 20-16 with 10-39 to go in the ballgame. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. This game's become a little more interesting here offensively. This is Persing at the 5, 10, 15, 20, up the right sideline. It's going to be hit, driven into the turf. Always like to give credit on who's making that stop. They're coming towards us. Looks like number 60, freshman Steve Miller. Uh, love Steve Miller. He's a good kid. I, I, don't under, I, I can't wrap my head around being a freshman and performing on the field on a varsity uh, football team. It's unreal. Steve Miller is one of those guys that can do that. It takes an exceptional person to do that. Danville's got a couple of them right now. They'll have it beyond the 20-yard line on their return. Seals Grove now trying to come up defensively here. As we talk about looking for candidates for the Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game candidates to be Awesome to see something here on the defensive side. Bunch formation on the left side for Danville. Blitz coming by Ryan Almond. Here they come. Bradley's got some time. Throws it over the middle and almost intercepted. Looked like it was caught by your leading rusher turn receiver tonight. Dressler, he makes a beautiful catch in traffic. They uh, they caught us in man coverage that time. That was a good call by Danville. I knew we were going to be in man coverage. 
they ran that trips bunch real tight, and all three of those receivers went in different directions, and our defenders were basically running into each other trying to catch up their man, and that they, they completed that. Nine-yard pickup, second down and one for Danville. Trailing 20-16. to 16. Ten minutes to go in the game. Danville drops back, looking for the screen. Ball tipped in the air and almost intercepted by Danny. Shock as he takes Persink to the turf. Good aggressive play that time. Ball deflected in the air. Didn't get who deflected that, but a beautifully designed play by Danville. Interrupted by deflection by the Seals. I really like seeing Danny Shock play defense. He just he just crushed the receiver on that play. And that was the freshman, Persing, who's been a big part of the second half. He just joined us. We weren't sure if he was going to play at all tonight. He didn't play at all in the first half. Has played here in the second half. And a big contributor, just a freshman for the Ironman. Third down and one for the Ironman. Wide receivers each side. Design run by Riley. In the backfield by Mackay Showers. And he's not going to get a first down as he stopped at the 31-yard line. Yep. Oh, Vance Metzger, 64, not 54. Yep. Vance Metzger. Nice job, Vance. Big play there. And I wouldn't think Danville's going to mess around here. Are they going to punt this one away? It's a loss of the play to the 30 and a half yard line as they need to get to the 33 yard line for a first down. Riley's going to drop back and punt. The biggest defensive stance all night for the Seals, forcing the Danville Ironman to punt it away. That was a huge defensive stand by the Seals. Nice job. Brett Four and Nyland standing at about their own 35 yard line. And we got a stoppage in play here. Wow. Give us another five yards, and the crowd here on the near side celebrating a flag against the Danville Ironman. We'll take it. This will allow Brett Four and Nyland to move up to their own 45 yard line. They catch this cleanly. They should be able to get it into Danville territory to start this possession. Riley waiting for the punt or the snap. Gets it. Punts it away. It's a short kick. Knuckleballer gonna hit it the 45 and get a good roll and roll out of bounds. So Danville gets a good break there. It puts right, Seals Grove inside their own 40 with great field position though. Leading 20 to 16. 858 to go in the game. And they'll have it first down at 10 as they mark it at the 37. Nope, make it the 38-yard line. First down at 10 for the Seals. Set the chains here. See Michael Mall come into the game for the Sealers Grove Seals. At first, I've noticed him in. Maybe he's been in some other plays, but he checks in. Six foot, 310 pounds, which tells me they plan on running the ball here. Why not? They're going to run it. They're going to want to run a wedge right off the gut. Oh. A flag on the play. Flag on the play. As Metzger turns to look at his lineman and gives the look of, come on, guys. Another illegal procedure against the Seals. Push around five yards. So walk off five yards, and boy, penalties just continue to pile up. First and 15. That's tough. No look to change in this play. Stay with the I formation. Two wide receivers split to the right. The tight end's on the left. Danny takes the snap. Gives it to deep man shown. Off the left side. Only going to pick up maybe just back to the original line of scrimmage. That's going to be it. Maybe a half yard. It's going to be a second down in long. Curious to see what they call here. They do have the lead, 20 to 16, 8.40 to go in the game. Seals Grove set up in a second down and a long 14 here, trying to pick up the first down, move the chains and use clock. 
Hales Grove offense has picked up a lot of momentum here, and they want to keep this thing going, and they've been doing it by running the ball. Turn, fakes it, give it to Ryan Allman on the carry. He's pulling his way in. Beyond the 40-yard line, out to the 41-yard line. 23, That 44 on that back for you guys to go far back. That run looked like John Riggins for the Redskins back in the day. He's beating defenders, and like you said, Dave, there's no wiggle. It's I'm coming right at you. You better be a bigger man than me to take me down. And Ryan Allman is challenging every defender. Yeah, he uses he uses defenders' bodies to keep him on his feet. He just he just flies at people. Makes this a manageable third down as he takes it to the 41-yard line. Third down and seven. This would be a huge first down for the Seals. Danny takes the snap. He's going to give it to Schoen. Tiptoes in the backfield, and he's going to go down after a yard pickup. That's going to be it. So it will be a fourth down and a punting situation for the Seals. Clock will continue to run. 7.25 and counting to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 20-16 here in the ballgame. Fourth down. Metzger's been an all-star, all-conference level punter. But, boy, we're looking for one of those big ones here as he's been doing it all season long. We need that right now in a big way. Keep it away from Persing, who's standing at the 25-yard line. Metzger gets it away. Good high punt. Requires a fair catch by Persing. Perfectly done. Man, he's been all-conference. If, if there's a better punter in hack one, I don't know who it is. I, I wouldn't know who it was either because he has been fantastic punting the ball. And that's not, this one not only gave you distance, but it was height. He kept it out an explosive attempt by Persing by forcing a fair catch at the 25-yard line. Seals Grove defense jogs back out. Seals Grove leading 20-16 to 16 with 6.55 to go in the game. This series right now is huge for Seals Grove. We've got to put a stop on these guys. Danville has it at their own 25. Persing will split to the left with Danny. Shock on him. He'll get some help from Brandon Heil. Man goes in motion from right to left. Pitch is going to go to Dressler. Cuts it back up at the 26-yard line. Gets to the 27, and that's going to be it. So a short pickup by the Danville Ironman. Helmet comes off one of the linemen, and he's going to have to jog off the field. That's Rinaldi, the center. So that could be a big factor. you got a backup center coming in. Look for the snap exchange between the center and the quarterback as the backup comes in. Second down and seven for the Ironman. They have it at their own 28-yard line. Clock running with 6.30 to go in the game. Seals Grove trying to improve to 6 and 3 on the season. Dresser lines up in the slide on the left. It's going to keep her by Riley. Makes a man miss in the backfield, but it's going to be tackled quickly. Is that Schaefer making a stop that time? Number 65, right at the 30-yard line. So a quick pickup of a few that time on the design run. Seals Grove much better on Riley. Third down and medium. Third down and five for the Danville Ironman. I, I kind of missed the play there because I just I was so amazed by the fact that Nate Schoen just basically lifted their offensive center off his feet and put him on his back. The quarterback had to run that ball had to run around his own center. Big third down play. See if Nate Schoen can do it again here to disrupt things. Stop over Riley's head. Hits the turf at the 15. He's rolling to the right. Going to get rid of it. He's got Dresser beyond the defense. He makes the catch. 
in Seals Grove territory all the way to the 35-yard line. That's the biggest play of the game for the Danville Ironman as it was snapped over Riley's head. It looked like he was under heavy pressure. And, boy, the quarterback for Danville continues to amaze as he's able to find Dressler for a big first down, and Dressler has a cramp following that big catch. Caden Riley's head never leaves this game. He's That ball was clearly snapped over his head. He was running was back away from the defense, scooped it up, turned around, and another guy that never quit on that play was, was um, Dressler, uh, the running back. He got deep and just and found a space that, uh, that Riley could throw the ball in, and it was a beautiful throw. Unbelievable. A broken play ended up to be a long gain for Danville. 45 yard gain, 35 yard gain for the Danville Ironman. Boy, you talk about Brett Bigger plays of the game. And when that one looked like it was going to go against Danville for a big loss, and boy, the court junior quarterback for Danville continues to amaze, all improvising there. And like you said, Dressler never gave one. He found an opening, and boy, to have the strength to throw it to Dressler into Seals Grove territory. That was. Dressler is down or uh, Dressler is down on the field, so we can quickly throw it back to Sean for some updated scores on other games going around the valley. Sean. All right, guys, thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander Toyota out of town scoreboard. Jersey Shore getting another touchdown in Wingate tonight, halfway through the fourth quarter. They are blanking Baldigal area by a score of 42 to nothing. Also in the fourth quarter on News Radio 1070 WKOK, Shimokin is leading Shikalemi 20 to 13, and Lewisburg leading Central Columbia 21 14 in the fourth. Pat and Dave, back to you. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate that express update on other games going on around the Valley. Aubrey Alexander out of town. Scoreboard. Persing lined up in a Wildcat. Takes a snap. Coming left. Trying to bounce it to the far left. And he's going to be driven out of bounds. Nice job. Danny Shock on the stop. Nate Schoen. After Persing showed his niftiness to get away from a tackle in the backfield. But good pursuit by Danny Shock. Takes him down inside of the 35 at the 34-yard line. Second down and nine for Danville. Reset things here. 4.49 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 20-16 over the Danville Ironman. Seals Grove last touchdown came on a Nate Show 54-yard touchdown run to give Seals Grove the lead. Danville trying to answer that now as they have it at the Seals Grove 35-yard line. We're going to have a timeout taken on the field. And it looks like it's going to be Danville. taken by the Danville Ironman. It, they would go back to what we talked about coming in. You looked at the Danville Ironman team on a three-game losing streak, being beat up pretty good by Central Columbia, 41 to seven, and a good Montoursville team beat them 46 to 14. They lost to uh, Shemokin last week, 28 to 21. And then on the flip side, you're looking at Seals Grove three-game win streak, being Loyal Sox, Shemokin, Central Mountain. I, I, I'm going to call it like I see it. I'm giving a lot of credit to what this Danville Ironman team has been able to do. Come on the road, deal with the three-game losing streak, and they're in a competitive game against the Seals Grove Seals here tonight. I'm completely with you, Pat. I, I give all the credit in the world to what Danville is doing tonight. Their kids, I don't know. I don't think they have a superior game plan. I think they're just playing. I mean, they're just, their heads are in this thing, and they're looking to make plays. And for Seals Grove, a lot of points left on the field. They had a blocked field goal at the end of the first half, had two extra points blocked. Seals Grove leading right now 20-16, to 16, just up by four with 4.30 following the timeout. 
Riley in his shotgun. Wide receivers to each side. Riley's going to look to his right. Gets rid of it. Intended for Persing. Falls incomplete. So it's going to be now a third down and long for the Danville Ironman. Looking for a big play here by the Seals Grove defense. This is something Danville's uh, not really used to being in, in this game. They're, they're in a third and nine, a long nine. So this is an unusual situation for them. Coming up after the game, you can hear scores around the valley, final stats, final analysis from Dave Hess, all part of the Service Electric Cablevision postgame show coming up after the game. Third down and nine for Danville. Bunch formation to the right. Riley gets a low snap. Roll it back under heavy pressure. Mesker trying to get to him. Not able to. Throws it. Gets it away. Looking for Persing once again. Falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down and nine for the Danville Army. Curious to see how they handle this. Do they try to pin Seals Grove deep in their own territory? Or are they going to use this four down territory? From the looks of it, they are going to go for it on fourth down and nine. The biggest play for the Seals Grove defense all night long. Fourth and a long nine. This is huge. They just... They, they kind of lost their magic uh, in during this drive in their passing game. They, they've missed a couple in a row here now. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Going to find out where Persing is lined up on this play here. As he's lining up the bunch formation on the right side. Riley drops back under heavy pressure again. Going to get rid of it. Going to be intercepted by Danny Schock. He's turning it back the other way. Looking for some blocks. Squeezes through defenders. And he's going to take it beyond the 40, out to the 43-yard line. And he gets out celebrating, as he well should. Good for you, Danny Shock. That was a fantastic job. Quarterback got pressure, immediately sprinted out to his right. He was just trying to make something happen. It was fourth down. He, he couldn't take a sack. He just threw the ball downfield, hoping to get it to one of his receivers. And Danny Shock just did a very good job playing that ball. Seals Grove getting their sixth interception of the season. They came in with four. Nyland had one, and now Danny Shock has one as well. So Seals Grove now takes over first down and ten, following the interception by Danny Shock. They'll have it at their own 43-yard line to start this possession. 409 to go in the game, and this is where running the ball and to be able to do it well could be a difference in a win or a loss for the Seals Grove Seals. Danny in a shotgun formation, takes the snap, fakes it to Dylan, gives it to Schoen. Schoen tackled in the backfield. Good play defensively that time. Route coming in and able to take Schoen down. Loss in the play of two. Let's go back to the I formation. Yeah, absolutely. They tried to, They ran a, a speed sweep there, a fake, and then they handed it to Nate Schoen, kind of like a counter off that speed sweep to the left, and uh, there was nothing there. Um, Stanville got plenty of uh, penetration in the backfield. Solid tackle. A loss of two on that one for the Seals, Grove Seals, and they go back to I formation. Nyland, one-on-one, we're proceeding here to the right. They're going to go to the fullback, Ryan Ahmed. And he's going to come up just short of the 44-yard line. So it's going to make it a third down and nine for the Seals Grove Seals. And these are the kind of calls that fall all on your offensive coordinator. What are you going to call here? The clock's running with three minutes to go in the game. Do you run the ball again to keep the clock moving? Do you try to pass to pick up a first down? What do you do here? And this will become a big part of the outcome of this game. What can Seals Grove do on his third down and nine? Christian Kant goes in motion. Turn. Pitch it to 
There's a flag on the play as Hollenbach gets the pitch. He's hit, still scrambling, and he's still being held up. And finally never goes down, but there's a flag on the play. Christian Kantz went into motion before his offense was set. There were two or three guys that were still moving when he started his motion, which means they all had to reset for a second before the ball was snapped. So that'll be an illegal procedure on Seelens Grove. From the looks on the far side, do they decline this? If that's the option, they will. Are they now it's going to be fourth down. Yep. No penalty against the Seals for an illegal ship. Seals are going to have to punt. It was declined by the Ironman. Covering up fourth and it's down. a double wave. It's a penalty plus a loss on the play yeah. of almost five yards. So now here we go again. Wyatt Metzger. Our pick is all-conference putter. Looking to come up big here. Keep it away from Persink. Dresser back there, too, standing inside their own 30-yard line. Seals Grove leading 20-16 to 16 with 2-10 to go in the game. Metzger takes a look at it, punts it away. Fair catch by Dressler. Makes it at the 33-yard line. Danville will take over first down and 10. Now we talked about this defense. They've gotten better and better as the season goes along. But this is where legacies are built on your defense. Come up with the big stop here. Leading 20 to 16 with 207 to go in the game. And Seals Grove's got to dial up a good defensive uh, series here. Because we, we've got to stop these guys in their tracks right now. 207 left in the fourth quarter. This is a tough situation for Danville. Tonight after the game, we get our scores and highlights from across the region with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night. Right here on Eagle 7 the Sunbury Broadcast, Broadcasting Corporation app. First down and 10 for the Ironman. Twins to each side. Shotgun for Riley. Metzger coming on the blitz. And we're going to have a flag on the play. Riley pleading with the official. Clemmere calls a false start against the Danville Ironman. They're going to chit-chat about it here. It'll allow you to remind you that tomorrow the Bison heads south to meet Towson in the pregame with Dutt Birdsong. Kevin Hurd starts at 3.30. Kickoff at 4 on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Five-yard walk-off against the Danville Ironman. So that'll walk the ball inside of the 30-yard line, put it at the 28-yard line following the penalty. Come out with the same look. Stay in the shotgun. Clock shows 2.05 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 20-16. to 16. Riley takes the snap. Fake pumps. Now rolling to his right. Gets rid of it and throws it out of bounds. Don't think they were on the same page. He pumped fake like he wanted to go to Dressler. He did. Dressler sat down and didn't take off. Threw it out of bounds. And like that, it's second down and 15 for the Ironman. Under two minutes to go in the game. You're right, Pat. He was looking for Dressler to get upfield, and then Dressler didn't respond. The receiver. So clock does stop. 159 to go in a game. Seals Grove trying to improve to six and three. The Danville Ironman trying to improve to five and four and stop a three-game losing streak. Seals Grove looking to try to make it four in a row. Second down and long. Ball sits at the Danville 28-yard line. Two wide receivers each side. Two safety look. Brandon Heil and Teague Hoover. For the Seals defense. May goes in motion. That's Stauffer. Riley looking that way. Gets it to Persing. He's going to go from left to right to left. 
Try to get to the sideline. This is going to be a flag on the play. Persing slam to the turf at the 29-yard line. And a big play once again by Danny Shuck slowing Persing down, showing great athletic ability. And there is a flag on the play. This is going to go against the Danville Ironman. Yeah, that was Siddler. Uh, Siddler hit a guy in the, kind of in the back there. Love seeing Danny out there, making plays, getting involved. Got an interception to his credit. Also got in there and got involved in that one. Persing, elusive as all can be. Danny did just enough to get him to reverse his field. Rest of the defenders were there. Great job by Danny from the corner position. Danny Shock is an imposing figure out there in the defensive backfield. He He's a football player. He's a good size as a sophomore. 6'3". They have him listed at 205 pounds. Mm-hmm. He's probably bigger than that as the season's gone along. Actually, they have him, yep, two, six, three, 205 pounds. But he's doing a nice job of pursing on the right side of this defense on this second down and 26, 137 to go in the game. Sending a man in motion is Riley. Gets the snap, drops back, getting pressured out of the pocket. Look it, going to throw a heave. Got two guys out there, and it's going to fall incomplete as Danny said, I'm not going for interception. I'm just going to make sure Persing is nowhere to be found. Well done, Danny Shock. And he, T. Hoover, was trying to try to get to that interception, unable to, but it falls incomplete. Third down and 26-27. 